3: Because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to. Look at we
4: that. like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because it's oh, yeah. more inclusive.
3: There we go. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. We can all
4: learn from each other. <laughs> you all know that I don't necessarily have the best of track records on jokes. It's a little reminder to me that I uh, I shouldn't be making uh, uh, making jokes even when I think
0: they're funny. You are fake news. Very fake news. Skagg, free whoever he is. Get your
5: fascist
6: ass out of
5: here! I
6: agree
5: with that. Well, do it live!
0: hello and welcome to the show it is a great show it is a terrific show tremendous show frankly the best you can ask anyone about that people often do this is beauty and the beta my name is matt christensen linked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome hello we had uh, a good chat with Fleckis this week. Uh, I really like him. He does great work. If you, you might have seen this wonderfully bearded man doing all these man on the street interviews in LA at all the protests and activist events du jour, um, and it was great to talk to him. I got a lot of respect for these guys who go into these hostile environments and talk to people on the mic and provide some entertainment in so doing. So that was, that was cool. He's a good guy,
7: but most uh, importantly, the beard.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, he has a lot of redeeming qualities the beard <laughs> might be number one um, so we'll play that interview with him get his insights on what's going on in the protest world and beyond to close the show I would tell you what time that will be but um, that's, a, that's a fruitless exercise I try to estimate what time we're going to get into these interviews and I'm always way off so find out, it'll be at the end of the show big news out of the White House this week is the Rob Porter scandal uh, aid aid to the president who is out the door after allegations that he physically abused his two ex-wives we'll talk about that story and then what prompted um what will be unifying for you and i after a few weeks of maybe like some disagreement we can unify around a common theme that i don't i take no pleasure in doing but sometimes i gotta do it what's the biggest knock on ben shapiro
7: You know it. Everybody knows it. It's the Michelle Fields incident. We're going to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) again. So
0: so Rob Porter prompts Ben. Again, I'll preface my comments. I love you, Ben, but you got to drop this nonsense. You got to. Twice this week, he doubles down on the Michelle Fields was assaulted by Corey Lewandowski. Nonsense. Twice this week, Thursday and Friday.
7: You know he's supposed to do this quarterly. Like I can't handle being (sighs) pissed off at Ben Shapiro more than once every three months.
0: So I don't, I don't want to rip Ben, but when you double down twice in the week, you that's a quadruple down. You want to rip him, come that's on. That's a quadruple down of misinformation. You leave me no choice. We already did this once. We already broke it down once. I'll do it again <laughs> until he stops doing this. So, you know, for people who say we don't criticize the right or whatever, we're gonna, we're gonna. Who says that? Plus, uh, you heard it in the intro there. Uh, Justin Trudeau and people kind. At that town hall meeting, was it a joke? Was it serious? Does it matter at all? Got the full context of the quote and the prime minister's response so that you can decide. Uh, Ranking member of the House Intel Committee, Adam Schiff, was prank called by some (laughs) Russian comedians this week. Alleging to have nudes of Donald Trump. Uh, We'll have a listen to that tape. Plus, uh, another big week of immigration issues. So on Super Bowl Sunday, I know I said we wouldn't talk about football anymore, and I certainly am not happy to bring back football in this context, but another football-related story. Uh, Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson, sadly killed by an uh, an illegal alien, twice deported. Or maybe more. It's at least two deportations, right? Twice. Okay. Um, so we'll look at the details of that story and um, some of the woefully insufficient media coverage. I didn't think it all was, but... Some people omit some facts or choose not to emphasize. Yeah, I will say the facts. CNN
7: article that I pulled from said like right in the beginning he was an illegal immigrant twice before.
0: Yeah. I've seen some good stuff from the Washington Post, I've seen the New York Times. It's not all of it. I don't want to give the impression that nobody covered this, but there are certain headlines that are interesting to read, you know, might make you think about what the authors are trying to uh, trying to cover up or at least de-emphasize. Also in the world of immigration, Nancy Pelosi takes to the house floor to filibuster. It's not technically a filibuster in the house, but she gives a speech for eight hours, uh, taking a few minutes to tell the story of her racially self self (laughs) self-loathing grandson. Oh, God. Is the story even true? Do you know what day that was? Uh, I don't actually know what day this uh, during the week that was because
7: somebody called and we hadn't heard about this yet. And we were like, she stood up for eight hours. I don't believe this. This isn't true.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, it must've been Wednesday then. And we made yeah. some joke about um, how does a corpse stand for eight hours? Ah, I, I don't
2: that's remember.
1: Right.
0: Something like that. How do how do you prop a dead body up for that long some without it falling joke. over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll take a look at what she had to say. Plus uh, CNN runs a story that profiles some DACA recipients who say, if Congress doesn't act, they will leave the country.
7: Rats. Oh, no. So
0: so think about that for a minute.
7: we got to keep them. we got to find a way to make
0: them
1: stay.
0: (laughs) Uh, And to round it out, we'll check out a story at a a Utah school where reportedly, and school administrators confirm this, kids aren't allowed to say no at the dance. If someone asks you to dance, you must say yes. Um, It's another classic example of what happens when progressive values clash. So how does being inclusive and forced dancing with people, how does that square with me too? And everything I don't consent to is literal rape. We'll find out. Uh, Plus I have some delightful surprise cringe for you to close.
7: Oh God, you're a monster.
0: I fear you might've already seen this one though. It got some play this week, so it might not be a surprise. We'll find out. And of course we will read Super Chats in between topics. Dun, dun, dun. 10 yeah. bucks and up on the Sunday show. Um, we are making a change, which I will discuss momentarily because of course we are no good low down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we have to keep the Sunday show moving along. And that has been difficult. <laughs> yeah. I
7: mean, we we had to have a tough talk about this, but um, our last show was like three hours long. And I think the super chat segments are actually starting to piss people off. Like I've been getting some hateful comments <laughs> about it. And so we're like, we gotta, we gotta shorten up the show. I mean, we're doing like 40, ooh, we're doing like 40 nice to 45 season. minutes of super chat in each show. Yeah. So the only so we- way we could, we could do it is if we do 10 bucks and up. Sorry guys. Yeah.
0: So we'll, I'll discuss a little bit more and momentarily here. Cause I got to do the rest of the show intro read. Cause it will be all this and more on your favorite Aiming for under two hours of listening material today with this new change. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty the beta at gmail.com. There is more of the show on the audio platform, so Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you call it. Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. They're all linked in the description for you. Back to the super chat issue. So really this is about trying to balance keeping the show accessible and interactive without bogging it down too much. And I think we've gotten to the point where it's kind of admittedly a little bogged down. Um, But that's not to say we don't appreciate smaller contributors to the show. We assuredly do. You have our thanks. You'll get our thanks each and every show. Um, It's just that we're trying to balance between acknowledging support and interacting and keeping the show moving along at a good pace. And I will say this, there's never going to be a paywall to communicate with us. So you can email us anytime if you'd like to contribute to the show itself without any kind of paywall. There is, um, there's the Wednesday show. We take emails and respond to them on the Wednesday call-in show. We'll always do that. Um, So please. And we read
7: all all chats on Wednesday still.
0: And, And we do. Yeah, you're right. We read them all on Wednesday as well. So Wednesday, we'll, be the more interactive focus um, and we'll still keep this one as interactive as we can without making it the super chat show. So, so Somebody
7: just said Matt is an expensive hoe. <laughs> we, <laughs> really we, really,
0: I, we I wish we didn't have to. And honestly, of course, it's a great problem to have. Um, yeah. It's We appreciate everybody so much. Uh, we just, you know, we've got to, when it's like 15, 20 minutes between topics sometimes. And that's the other thing is if we're just hustling to read through them, we're not really giving them a good quality, thoughtful response. Anyway, you can kind of tell if we're just, okay, we got to check all these boxes really quick. It's, it's not, um, it doesn't lead to a a well-produced show and a a good listening product.
7: I did not kill Caesar people in the live chat. He's okay. I like, I just move him around and he squeals like a pig. Sometimes he's the worst dog. ever.
0: You'd be way happier if you did in fact kill Caesar. (laughs) Another uh, another announcement. Uh, there's still... I, we did the mug and t-shirt giveaway at the end of January. There's still one that's been unclaimed. So check your email inbox. You might be the lucky winner. Uh, and we have... Speaking of mugs, Alan got his. That's proof that we did, in fact, send them out. Alan got his and sent it to me. So thanks, Alan. I'm glad you're enjoying your mug. It is the second best podcast mug that money can buy, or in Alan's case, for free. So congratulations, Alan. Um, I don't know... I don't know what prompted this Nazi depiction of me. Well, actually, I, I do. It, it came with this quote. Um, uh, actually, let me check. I want to make sure I credit the artist. This was Space Pirate. Space Pirate did this um, with the quote If you had objective standards for anything, why would you assume that all groups would pass it in a perfect ratio? Matt, I'm not going to read the nickname. It's a very Nazi nickname. Matt Christensen strikes again. It says, Matt don't think twice gas the bikes, <laughs> but it's true. I don't like bicycles.
7: Oh my God. <laughs> people have really stepped up their game with this. Apparently
0: fan. so. And then this, we got this from rich. you you'll recall rich who did the, the alternative universe version of us where yeah, we yeah. I had the pussy hat and you had the, the blue hair. Um, as far as I can tell, this is actually an unaltered depiction of Wait, the show. Are you telling
7: me that these two pieces of artwork come from two different people?
0: No, this is the same guy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, same guy. But I'm just joking that, like, look, you need to put in a little more effort. As far as I can tell, nothing has changed here. But <laughs> truthfully, we admired his attention to detail before. Yeah, My favorite yeah. detail here is that you sometimes wear that little blonde necklace.
7: Yeah, yeah. Did
0: you see this one says Führer?
7: <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. That's great. Yeah, that's really good. You guys are so funny. So,
0: so and now now that we're demonetized for depicting third reich imagery uh just well actually got a a bunch of images but some references to my one of my videos this week i I guess like a 19 i don't know some i don't even get the reference here a guy putting them up put them up put them up (laughs) let's fight whatever Uh, that's by (laughs) sean sorry if i don't get the actual reference here
7: i like your mustache and are you wearing a little pocket protector
0: yeah well or at least pens in the pocket i used to do that in high school you know i thought that was a cool fashion accessory yeah I haven't done it on YouTube. I don't know. Don't make, don't, don't scoff at me too much. Sorry. I was a young man finding his way. Oh. Uh, reference to, uh, this is Rose McGowan at, uh, Barnes and Noble this week. It's, she's purple with rage. This is Grimace in a uh, prison jumpsuit. It's, it's hard to tell, but Grimace actually has a gun for a leg too. Rose McGowan promoting her <laughs> book. Brave at Barnes and Noble. Um, uh, oh, a couple of pieces of art from Steven who has actually met Rose McGowan. Uh, as well as milo but is noting that he has not yet achieved his photo goals of meeting us um,
7: that's a funny picture of me
0: and just i i was talking to steven on twitter my goodness th- that was only three four years ago with rose mcgowan she's yeah. 40 plus at that she still looks awesome Awesome, yeah. and then feminism strikes you know
7: yeah, she needs that hair hair is an she important st- it's an important facial it, it makes everything look better
0: she still looks great so you know Come on, Rose. We we believe in you to have a comeback, or maybe we don't. I don't know. Uh, of course, I'm no fan of rollerblading because it's so fucking gay. Uh, <laughs> this is from Jin. <laughs> That's
7: so good. That's your gayest facial expression too. And then I yeah. like how like the skin tone is the same as your face, and so it, it it's a really good. Photoshop. Yeah, it
0: actually. Yeah, the, the, you're right. The tones are pretty good. Like it's a believable shop.
7: And I believe you would wear that too. I really do. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, maybe there are a few items in my closet. Who knows?
7: You got a few mesh shirts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and then the emerging meme of the show. Jeez.
7: <laughs> Jeez,
0: guys. Jeepers. Golly. Okay.
7: I know. When Blonde says something that you perceive <laughs> as totally unacceptable,
0: unacceptable. That was from uh, Lord Somber. Jeez. Jeez artwork. Jeez, guys. I need a sounder for that. Uh, so moving along before we hop into Rob Porter and then, you know, getting into Mr. Shapiro. Yeah. Um,
7: oh, I did want to mention that we discussed that we're not going to cover the Grassley memo and all that. I just made a really dense video about it yesterday. Um, so hop over there and check it out. There've been crazy revelations in the news this week regarding this. It's just astounding, but we're not going to cover any of that in this show because we had a really heavy show last week and we're like, all right, there's a little little lighter.
0: I don't know that, yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly there's some people, I don't know that our, the majority of our audience is excited for additional memo talk between us, you know?
7: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm we sure. We can't at, see
7: eye to eye on it, you guys.
0: Well, <laughs> again, transitioning to something on which we can see eye to eye, although I suspect you're going to be harsher than I am. But at this point, harshness is merited. So let's set the context here to this Rob Porter scandal before okay. we actually talk about the Michelle Fields stuff.
7: Well, I will say that when I first heard this come out, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And so two of his ex-wives came out uh, and said that he had abused them for multiple years. There was an est- there was a restraining order. They were both Mormon. They had gone to elders in the Mormon church that had told them that they should just try to work it out. <sighs> and then later uh, in this week... Um, one of his ex-wives came out, and she had a picture of her, like busted up black eye, you know. So Trump has come out and kind of defended him, been like, "Oh, these are allegations. These are, these are allegations." But this really seems like it happened. It, it it really does. I mean, she filed a restraining order. There's a lot of of history back. It
0: up. was granted as well, like that. Um, that...
7: I believe so. Yeah. Mm. And I think that the White House probably knew. Apparently, they notified multiple officials in the White House multiple times. He had a security clearance. So I guess my question about this is: we're not going to go too deep into it. Why, if they knew about this in this political climate, why was he ever taken on? I mean, they had to know, right?
0: It seems hard to believe that nobody knew. Yeah. Um, and then the other, the other speculated casualty in this might be um, John Kelly himself. Yeah. And and I and I I can. I can understand why people who think, look, if you knew and allowed this to continue, it's a fireable offense. I can understand their perspective. Um, it'd be a shame because I think John Kelly's a great dude. I like what he has to say on pretty much everything else. But Yeah. Um,
7: I don't want to speculate too much, but, you know, Hope Hicks dating Rob Porter because they were seen making out in the back of a taxi cab. Um, and so I wonder if she's kind of gotten in there and been like, you guys have to defend him. I wonder how much she's orchestrating things in the White House. I don't like this. I mean, we don't know too much. We probably should abstain from making any judgments until more about this comes comes out, but it yeah. clearly has been mishandled by by the Trump administration, I think at least. And his tweet was really cringe about this. Ugh.
0: Uh, whose tweet?
7: Trump tweeted about it. He's like, is there no due process anymore? Which I agree with, but um, hmm. this is shaping up to be a situation where it seems very valid that there was domestic yeah. abuse.
0: So, So maybe the... Well, I shouldn't say that there's a wrong time to bring up due process, but I guess your problem with it is like, look, dude, due process is likely to say that he did it. That's kind of. Yeah, I just
7: think it's uh, I hate it when people say this because it's so cliche, but it's bad optics for him Mm. to be defending somebody that clearly was involved in multiple cases of domestic abuse.
0: Okay. yeah, so and depending on who you ask, this is an administration that just has a huge problem with abusing women physically if you're ready to get into this those
7: transitions so,
0: this is what frustrates me is again not once but twice thursday on and friday on ben's show he links rob porter who allegedly hit his wife or two wives physically one in the face with a black eye and links that to Corey lewandowski who Allegedly, you'll recall, this is the origin of Ben's split with Breitbart. At the time, Michelle Fields, who is also a Breitbart reporter, is at a Trump event in Jupiter, Florida. And as Trump is walking through a, cr- a crowd of people, Michelle Field says that Corey Lewandowski tried to force her to the ground and post pictures of her bruised arm and claims she was the victim of this big assault.
7: Oh, my God. How are we talking about this again? How? <laughs>
0: Co- Co- Corey Lewandowski denies it. Surveillance footage eventually comes out and it shows Corey Lewandowski merely brushing by her on what could barely be described as gentle terms. Corey Lewandowski is never charged. The state, the state uh, attorney, never brings charges. In fact, discusses the reason for not doing that, mm-hmm. as we'll describe. And for whatever reason, Ben has has defended the idea that Michelle Fields was, if I, I don't know if he would use the term assaulted, but he would say grabbed against her will. And this idea that Corey Lewandowski perpetuated a lie he about it for weeks. He has definitely
7: used the term assaulted.
0: So here, so here's Ben. I don't think he did this week, but here's what he had to say on Thursday and Friday and Friday, twice this week, twice.
1: It turns out that Rob Porter was apparently dating Hope Hicks, who's another top aide to the president. Hope Hicks has terrible taste in men. Apparently she also supposedly dated Corey Lewandowski, a married man on the campaign trail. Corey Lewandowski famous for grabbing Michelle Fields and then lying about it. So she, she has really top notch taste in men. Does, does Hope Hicks, Hope Hicks. Okay,
0: so that's, that's Thursday, and then
1: Friday, he returns to it. A young woman looking for love in all the wrong places. She dated Corey Lewandowski, the Trump campaign manager who was married at the time. During the campaign, was spotted yelling at him on the street by the New York Post. Corey Lewandowski, of course, had a penchant for grabbing women and bruising them and then lying about it Is for that, three weeks. Can you
7: stop for a second? <sighs> yes. We're going to have to rewatch that. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt right at the end. But is how much evidence is there that she actually was banging Corey Lewandowski?
0: I actually didn't have time to look into that. I, I
7: Can someone tell me in the live chat, is it just that they were pictured yelling at each other in the street? Because that could be work-related. I've heard this from people, but I haven't seen any evidence. Like, she was pictured making out with Rob Porter in the back of a, of a taxi cab. So mm-hmm. we know that something's going on there. But what evidence is there that she was banging Corey Lewandowski? I mean, he's married. That's a real allegation.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't have the information on that. But if the chat does have it, I'd be curious to know. Sorry,
7: we got to listen to that last part again.
1: <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to play just the Friday? We'll play the Friday
1: section again. Really top-notch taste in men. Does does Hope Hicks? Hope Hicks, a young woman, looking for love in all the wrong places. She dated Corey Lewandowski, the Trump campaign manager, who was married at the time. During the campaign, was spotted yelling at him on the street by the New York Post. Corey Lewandowski, of course, had a pension for grabbing women and bruising them and then lying about it for three weeks. Okay.
0: So, again, this is the surveillance footage. You can see Corey Lewandowski highlighted gently brushing Michelle Fields aside and moving on. Again, As
6: the I'll get, attorney, to
0: this, get to this in a moment. Michelle Fields' original allegation was that he tried to rip her to the ground.
7: Throw her to the ground, yeah.
0: If you're in, <laughs> yeah. you're in a crowded environment with a candidate moving along, he's got places to be. He's got, sometimes you have people to move gently. She also reached
7: out and tried to touch him, too. Uh,
0: is that, I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she reaches out and tries to but, touch Trump. I mean, so she's guilty of the same crime. Yeah. That it is that's that's part of the problem that I want to get to in a moment here so but before we do this is this is the state attorney describing the decision not to bring charges against Corey Lewandowski and the reason for that
5: made the decision that this office will not be filing charges against Corey Lewandowski for battery while the evidence in this case is legally sufficient for the police to have charged Mr. Lewandowski it is not strong enough to meet the legal burden of a reasonable likelihood of a conviction. It is unethical for us to file cases when we believe there is not a good-faith basis to proceed. Mr. Lewandowski...
0: Okay, and next he addresses Ben's point. Now, if I'm going to be as charitable to Ben as I can be, Ben is not necessarily making the claim that that it should have been prosecuted as an assault. What he's saying is, Corey Lewandowski originally said, upon accusation, that he never touched Michelle Fields. The surveillance shows that he did, therefore... Uh, Corey Lewandowski is a liar, is what Ben would say. the The prosecutor addresses this and says, "Maybe that's true, but it's not sufficient to outweigh the evidence uh, that's a, that would lead a reasonable person right, to say there's no not guilt here." Right, that's also not a crime.
7: Here. And I, I genuinely believe that he. This was such a, a small interaction that he didn't even log it in his memory. I mean, yeah. Can you think about all the people you've casually touched or walked past in the street? I mean, last Thursday. No, I mean.
0: Yeah. If I just brushed by someone in passing and then someone later accused me of like physically manhandling a person, it's entirely possible that I don't even remember brushing Brushing. by them because it was so insignificant, as you can see in the surveillance. So here's what the attorney has to say about that. And then I want to talk about this, too, because it's like if if you're the crux of your case, Ben, is that Lewandowski is a liar. Michelle Fields is at least as bad of a liar, but you don't care about that lie. I don't know why. Anyway, here's what the attorney had to say about Ben's specific point.
5: He publicly denied ever touching Ms. Fields in any way. Although these factors might undermine Mr. Lewandowski's potential defense, they do not outweigh the reasonable hypothesis of innocence based on the real-time facts and circumstances recorded on the video.
7: Oh, i can't believe we have to talk about this again i'm so fucking sick of talking but just stop bringing it up ben if you're watching the show which we know you do no we don't bring it up no he totally does he totally does. he,
0: he does. watches every episode um and if he is if he is it Again, I don't take I don't enjoy this. I my imi- Ben is a guy who helps me process the news on a daily basis. Ben is an intellect for, uh, for whom I have a ton of respect. I know you're about to God. Yeah. I know you're about to give me the jerk off gesture right now. No, or something after like your that. meme,
7: I'm I'm never gonna do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't remind them. Don't tell them that it's on my you Twitter page if they want to see. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's my point. Even if I grant to you, Ben, that Lewandowski's a liar, which I don't because I think he just it was so insignificant, he doesn't remember it. But even if I grant that to you, Michelle Fields is just as bad of a liar. Someone had grabbed me tightly by the arm and yanked me down, says Michelle Fields. This is a, this is her Breitbart coverage of it in March 2016. Even if Trump was done taking questions, Lewandowski uh, would be out of line. Campaign managers aren't supposed to try to forcefully throw reporters to the ground, no matter the circumstances. Why aren't you calling out Michelle Fields' lie if you care about lies about this circumstance? What is this? I can't understand his pathological defense of this woman. Why would this be the hill that you're trying to die on? And and, and
7: because he was opportunistic and he was looking for a reason to leave Breitbart anyway, so he wants to protect his own ego and he's just white knighting for her. I mean, he can't help it. He's like, oh, I got to protect this young woman. I have and to. And the thing yeah. is, nothing happened to her, Ben.
0: Nobody's even bringing this up to him. He's bringing it up. It's like he's it
7: debating with himself. No one's making you say this shit. It's again. two years Just ago stop now. stop bringing it up. Just it's stop. It's two bringing it years.
0: Up. And it's such a stretch. It is such a stretch oh. to say that even if we grant what Rob Porter did, let's say it's true. Let's say it's 100% true. And again, there's evidence to suggest it is. It's such a stretch to say that that is is comparable at all it. to what Corey Lewandowski allegedly did. Corey Lewandowski brushed by a woman.
7: This is like the Me Too shit where somebody's like, it's claiming that somebody, that a man putting his hand on her knee is the same thing as being gang raped. It's like, there are degrees here. It (laughs) is
0: astounding. Like, say what you will about Ben Shapiro. You can agree with his philosophy, his, his worldview about the way the world ought to be, and you can dispute that. I don't think he's a guy who's, Really, loose with the facts, he usually has a a very good grasp of the facts, and in this case his perspective is so twisted it's bizarre,
7: yeah, his ego has prevented him from seeing reality clearly before. Have you heard some of the shit he said about Trump? He's not grounded in reality; he's just good at at parsing out factual issues in a reasonable way. I think his brain is probably broken, like a lot of the leftists. he's entrenched right conservatives. I mean,
0: I only rip because I love. <laughs> It, it's it's bizarre. It's out of character to your point. It needs to stop. I don't know what it's Ben. It's not hopes out to... of
7: character because he's done this a million times. Well what are you this about?
0: yeah, I'm saying uh this issue, this particular issue is out of character for his, his
7: Are you sure that it's not just that he's revealing a part of his character to you?
0: I don't know, man. It's getting it's getting more and more bizarre okay. the further we get from the incident itself and his need to bring it up. Why? To connect it to this news story is such a bizarre connection to make.
7: I don't know. He's probably trying to validate his own decision and perspective about it Mm. by compulsively bringing it up. I did the right thing. I did the right thing. I said the right thing.
0: (laughs) And, and by the way, like, yeah, it led to your split from Breitbart. You've gone and done your own thing successfully. Even if it's animosity towards Breitbart or the rest of these people, you've built a highly successful podcast, a highly successful website. Why (sighs) wouldn't you look at this stuff and just say, don't care. Got way better stuff now. Don't care
7: yeah and i hardly ever hear him bring up the the tranny assault which was like an actual thing hmm. why doesn't he bring that up ever
0: i don't know uh, i i ben if, if ben ever did listen to this i would like to hear him discuss this issue with somebody of another perspective
7: we know that he has listened to it
0: i, I does i'm, I'm saying i'm not volunteering myself though gladly would gladly would but come on ben like there's clearly some sort of misunderstanding and or misrepresentation of the facts here. And I would like to watch Ben try to defend his position against somebody who has a grasp on the facts of the case.
7: I mean, I think at this point there's a 100% chance he's going to double triple down. There's nothing that he can say to me. That's going to convince me that I didn't just see what I saw in that video that I've watched from like every angle that exists a million times I can't I can't do the story anymore. I'm sorry. Like for these reasons I had to almost completely stop listening to Bench stop.
0: Anyway, we should we should keep it moving along, but um
7: we got we got some super chats to do.
0: Yeah, I mean you got a great show, Ben, and I'm going to keep listening, but there's no sense in inserting this into it. I I don't get it.
7: And Matt loves you, but I think you suck. <laughs> All right, let's do some of these super chats. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Stanton. Don't know how much I can catch live tonight. So have a good night from Wisconsin. Thank you, Dakota. I oh, well, appreciate it. Um, Slosher said, just watched some of the 1936 uh, Summer Olympics. Wow, that Mr. Hitler really stole the show. This guy <laughs> is really a dapper gentleman. I wonder what even happened to him.
0: So that's a reference to what is it, all these media outlets loving the um is it Kim Jong un's gosh, I'm 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 not up to the on the story, you guys. I know that there's Mr- a lot of media love for a relative of kim jong-un
7: well his sister i know was pictured right behind pence the other day
0: understanding references is not my strong suit but i half get half get that one keep Uh, going while i
7: joseph corrigan here's ten dollars now please don't shit on cleveland for at least one stream i don't know man although i come from a garbage river city too so i understand I understand.
0: Uh, I actually had a really good time in Cleveland, though, to be honest. Other than being like stalked by Daryl Lamont Jenkins.
7: And when I puked behind the bridge. That was yeah,
0: hard. I had a good time there, and I—I—I I, I, I mean, it could have been because there was like a five-to-one cop-to-civilian ratio, but I it never really so felt threatened. It fucking
7: hot. How can yeah. you, all I remember is just the blazing heat, and then trying to sleep in that Airbnb that didn't have air conditioning. I wanted to be dead. These cities are so hot.
0: It was um. Uh, Kim Jong-un's sister as well. Uh, CNN slammed for glowing puff piece about Kim Jong-un's sister at the Olympics.
7: Uh, Patrick Waz, my super hot, super smart, super capitalist Asian girlfriend and I will be enjoying your show together next week for the first time in a while. Have a great week! Ooh, sweet. Sounds, Thanks, Patrick.
0: That sounds like a fantastic date, if I do say so myself.
7: <laughs> Matt's like, perfect. Uh, <laughs> Connor Johnson says, Ben Shapiro supports in-group preferences for one group, but not for the others. I don't know what you could possibly mean by that, but let's move on.
8: I Uh, agree
0: with that. just looking for excuses to play that (laughs) sounder. You are going sounder
7: crazy. By the way, Freedom Tunes was in our comments last week, and he's like, I think he said something about wanting to date you. Like, would Matt date me?
0: We should have him on the show.
7: Totally. Yeah,
0: um, we should have him on the show as Ben Shapiro. That'll be my (laughs) challenge I'll issue to you. Look, I can't get Ben to come on and talk about Michelle Fields. Would you (laughs) accept as Ben Shapiro? Mm.
7: Uh, Joshy Boy says, I'm not paying you guys $10 just to say something. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) well thank you attack alpaca are either of you friends with Cassie J Lauren Southern or Brittany Pettibone if so any possibility of getting them uh on the show yeah I've talked to Cassie maybe once I've talked to Lauren and Brittany a few times um yeah, I'd love to have any of them on the show. Uh,
0: yeah, Brittany's never been on. We could we could certainly have Brittany on sometime soon. And we did yeah, talk Brittany's to Lauren. That was over the summer. We've had that Lauren was, on the show. That yeah. was June, but it's been a little while. And um, last time we talked to Lauren, she had mentioned that her dad enjoys the show. So I don't know if Lauren's dad still enjoys the show or not.
7: Kevin but Southern. Lauren
0: and her dad would be uh, would be a great, a great segment to have.
7: Thank you for that. Uh, Slosher says, all right, $10 and up super chats, cash rules, everything around me. Get the money, dollar dollar, bill, y'all. Well, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh Meek says, more than happy to oblige the new price point. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Uh Boogeyman nine one seven. Now I ain't broke, or I ain't saying you a gold digger, <laughs> but you ain't messing with no broke. Cheers. Thank you for I not need tre- to sound ma- it for making it too.
0: Yeah. I Haven't heard that song in a long time.
7: Um Kanye mid two
0: thousands, kinda- Kanye. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Eric Bettencourt says, changes are great and needed between me getting a new job uh, and you guys changing show format. Here's some cheddar to keep the show going. Blonde, I'll be honest, you look kind of hot in the Nazi uniform. Ah. Well.
0: <laughs> I thought he was going to say in the pink shirt, but no, it's the Nazi outfit. My
7: black pigeons. Sp- I wanted to shill, but you can't even see. Can't even oh, see yeah. There black you Pige- go. Um, Make him
0: pay to advertise on this show. That's bullshit.
7: <laughs> no. Rafael Salvador, hey guys, here's my 10 bucks for your chat. Just don't forget to show me Matt's stripping video and Caesar's snuff film. <laughs> Does that um, exist?
0: No. God, no. I mean, it, it'll shock everyone to to know that not once have I ever sexted, nor have I ever. I've, there's no naked video of me that exists. Except when he maybe told like, me
7: this for the first, because he, he told me this when we were in Cleveland. I have never sexted a woman. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. I, no. But now that I know you, I'm like, all right, I, I believe no, no sexting. How did you no. even get to this point in your life without sexting somebody?
0: I don't understand why you need it. I've never been in a long distance relationship, so I don't understand why you would need it uh, if you weren't in a long distance relationship.
1: Okay. All
0: right. I just, I like, it's like, why would I want naked pictures of you? you could just come over, I guess. Just,
2: whatever, whatever.
0: I don't know. I think it's, kind of, I don't know. People got, people got a justification for it. Go <laughs> ahead. I guess it's like a tease for later or something. I don't know. <laughs>
7: rick morana said fuck this new nazi ass socialist commie ten dollar giant pile of raging tyrannosaurus <laughs> bullshit thank you rick we appreciate it thank you um we should probably take a little break but i should read matt McFadder gave us a 300 donation
0: jesus christ me and jeez. steven
7: jeez jeez,
0: jeez. Uh, yeah that's for a jeez for right matt
7: there. and steven are our, our favorite show people um me and steven were out doing chores and saw a car being pushed while his friend was struggling, an obese guy was just walking behind the car, not pushing. Steven says he was helping by getting out of the car because his weight caused the breakdown. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's, you guys are yeah.
7: always so generous. Thank you so much. My goodness. We really appreciate it. But we'll circle back for everybody else. Um, okay.
0: Thank you, guys.
7: And it seems like you got a lot of support in the live chat for, for fellow non-sextors.
1: That's good.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, if I if I'm wrong about this, I invite um I invite some pushback on that. And by the way, if there's like some evidence on this Michelle Field stuff that I am not seeing, please send that to me too. There
7: isn't any other evidence besides the video footage from ten different angles that we've watched a million times. I I know, it's one of these things that's
0: so crazy. It's like, this is so clear. Is there information that I am not aware of? No. Because that seems like the only explanation, but or the explanation is inexplicably shilling for some lying hoax chick who works at Huffington post. Now who's not even relevant to your cream Okay. I rant about this for another hour, but I won't because we should talk it. <laughs> because we should talk about Justin Trudeau and people kind.
7: Oh my God. And this isn't even the surprise cringe because everybody has seen this. Oh my yeah.
0: God. Although I don't know that everybody's seen the actual full context to what he was responding to. And I arg- I think arguably the question asker is m- cringier than cringier than Trudeau is. God
7: damn it. All right, let's watch that. Have, have you
0: actually watched her question yet or is this new? For yeah. You? yeah. Oh, you did watch it. Okay. Let me find uh where that is here. So, uh well, let me set the context first actually. So, this is February 1st, so uh, 10 days ago, Justin Trudeau is holding a, a town hall meeting in Edmonton. Uh, And a questioner asked him about women in government and women in society generally. We'll take a listen to it. Um, She references the power of maternal love. And she's saying that maternal love will help mankind. And that's when Trudeau corrects her to say people kind. Um, Trudeau was faced with intense criticism and even more intense memes, of course. uh, And so asked to follow up on it. He said that it was a joke um, that in context, the joke doesn't or out of context, the joke doesn't really make sense so here's the full exchange um the full exchange uh between trudeau and this question asker
3: mr trudeau we thank you for coming to our city today one thing that i wanted to give you thanks for is also how you have recently filled the seats of your cabinet with female leaders Uh. Yes. we believe that you've done this because you realize the ability and power that women actually possess and the reason why uh women possess this kind of power is not because they're authoritative, but it's actually because they hold something called maternal love. And um, maternal love, scientifically known as mitochondria or oxytocin, is the necessity that sustains (laughs) life in our global village. And actually, this kind of love is a love that puts forth puts others ahead of themselves, like a mother cares for her children. If the economy is filled with women, our society will truly develop beautifully. And that's honestly what every country needs.
7: Oh, job yes. front and center.
3: Actually, our world today is, is deteriorating in love. There's more wars going on, more hatred going on. Even churches are also deteriorating. Oh, hang avoid- on, hang on,
4: Res- respect
0: so she's going on and on and on and then somebody's saying like shut up and get to your question (laughs) (laughs) and that's why trudeau says do you have a question or not it's yeah people are getting impatient
4: you have a question
3: i do we came here today to ask you to also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind Get out with so it, so we'd like you to look uh, at we, we
4: like to say people kind not necessarily mankind because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive
3: there we go exactly <laughs> yes thank you we can all
0: learn from each other
3: <laughs> uh,
0: okay all so then he was pressed on this a little bit this was his explanation it was a it was a joke that didn't really work if you don't have the full context
4: all know uh, that I don't necessarily have the best of track records on jokes. Um, <laughs> I uh, made a dumb joke a few days ago uh, that uh, seems to have gone a little viral uh, in the room on the people kind comment. Uh, it played well in the room and in context. Out of context, it doesn't play so well, and uh, it's a little reminder to me that I uh, I shouldn't be making uh, uh, making uh, making jokes even when I think they're funny. <laughs>
7: embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. Like, why did he have to well, make a statement about it? Just let it blow over and say nothing. Learn something from Trump. Well, that's not really his story.
0: Trump. Yeah. I mean, Trudeau would have tweeted, you know, 10 things if he learned from Trump. <laughs> yeah. So do you, are you more embarrassed or confused by Trudeau or the question asker? Cause I'm well, more critical of the question asker.
7: The question asker. I mean, her stance is uh, presumably equality for the genders. And then she goes on this giant T- tangential response about why women are superior so yes
0: that, yeah that's one no way cognitive to
7: interp- we need to be equal but here's why we're better <laughs> like okay, yes
0: so. exactly so it's all about maternal love but it's not paternal love apparently paternal love she did say not trans-
7: oxycontin right uh,
0: she almost did and then she said oxy um uh, oxytocin which is the hormone so i want i actually want to talk about this because i'm not i'm not biology guy i'm not biology i'm not a biology major i didn't take a lot of biology college classes so i might speak incorrectly here if there are biology people in our audience who want to offer thoughts let's go ahead
1: people
0: biology people (laughs) my five minutes of research into her statements because when i heard (laughs) when i look I, i do remember my sophomore in high school biology um mitochondria the powerhouse of the cell for example uh i don't recall that At least my biology teacher did not call mitochondria maternal love, so I had to look this up and thought, what is she actually talking about here? Um, I presume that she means, and this is actually new information to me, but it doesn't square with the way she characterized it. She characterized it incorrectly. Apparently, uh, there are mitochondrial DNA in addition to the DNA that exists in the cell nucleus, and these mitochondrial DNA are inherited only from your mother, which is kind of a a biological, a piece of biological interest. There's a lot of study of this about why that's the case, but there isn't really a love aspect to this. It's just genetics. It's the biological facts that of how, of how humans are, how humans reproduce. So the idea that this would impact politics just seems, uh, I don't know. I'm unclear. I like how
7: now she believes in biology, but you, you talk about sex and gender. I'm sure she's all over the place.
0: Yeah, it is not as though your mother just loves you so much that she gives you mitochondrial <laughs> DNA and your father's like fuck you, you're not getting any. I mean that's not that's not the way the process works. chick
7: standing next to her, too? Did she ask a question or is she just like token black girl stand up next
0: to Yeah, the um this one? Yeah, that's I guess she's she the diversity representative. Yeah. <laughs> the church is she's from some church of some kind. So
7: So in Canada you're not allowed to talk unless you have a black person standing silently next to you, right?
0: That might be it. We'll it's have law to have now. Our... We'll have to have our Canadian friends confirm. Now, to your point, she also said uh, OxyContin, and then she which is, of course, an opiate medication, which um, maybe would help some mothers. I don't know. But then she goes back to oxytocin. She corrects herself to oxytocin, which is a a hormone tied to maternal bonding. So oxytocin is released in the bloodstream during childbirth. It helps with uh, birth bonding and uh, bonding with the baby and milk production, but it's not exclusive to females. So males have oxytocin too. And um, beyond that, again, I I would wonder why would a childbirth specific hormone uh, have impact on governing potential should we rush the women straight from the maternity ward to a government office or a ceo office room
7: no you know what would happen
0: you just gave birth you've got all the oxytocin (laughs) please make decisions immediately
7: (laughs) oh boy and after watching this does anybody really want more women in government does anybody really want that
0: we could put a poll we could put a poll in the description see what they say um, to the, to the question too why even if i grant all these things that maybe there's something unique about maternal love that is socially beneficial of course i think that that's true there's something unique about a mom's love compared to a father's love but why is it why would the mother's love to the point that you brought up originally why would that be superior per se why isn't paternal love uh, a complementary love that we should also want to promote and that theoretically should also create good Uh, People who good leaders, people who are good for leadership positions
7: because this bitch is so entitled that she actually thinks that she has superior genetics because she has a vagina. Hmm. This is just entitlement.
0: What do you think she meant when she said our world is deteriorating in love? She said there's more wars and more hate, but I don't know the measure she's using.
7: She's using stupid woman feeling measure.
0: Ah, thank you.
7: (laughs) (laughs) What is she talking about? historically this is a time of peace and prosperity and people are living longer than they have. Yeah. I mean, by any nominal measure, she's full of shit.
0: That's, that's
7: not enough love in the world. Shut up.
0: up. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not exonerating Trudeau entirely. I think that I, I, given the, her bizarre question, I do actually buy that. He was making a joke. That doesn't mean I think the joke is good. I think it's crap. And I think what we're listening to is two insane feminists accepting insane ideas. Like, keep in mind I'm not saying he should have challenged her. I don't know if that's appropriate for this venue or not, if that's something that's usual. But if he accepts the things that she's saying as true, that's a problem. If he believes and accepts those things, they're insane things that she's saying.
7: He's a male feminist. I'm sure he does.
0: Yeah. And as I recall, I don't have the statement, but I think his original defense was like, he qualified it with, look, as a proud feminist, of course, that has (sighs) to be qualified that way.
7: Just to... After this I'm just going to have to watch YouTube videos of bearded men chopping wood just to <laughs> get this out of my mind.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Growth. So, um do you do you buy that Trudeau was joking or do you think that he's backtracking? Do you think he meant know. it and he's backtracking?
7: I think he I think he meant it. Like when I saw it for the first time, I was like no way, that's a joke. Now situated within the context, it seems more like maybe he was joking, but I don't know that I care. I mean, he has no sense of humor. And I know that he really believes this shit. So materially, it changes nothing for me.
0: Yeah. The problem is you do so many silly, absurd things um, all the time, Trudeau, that it's hard to interpret these. I I will always call him Justin Ramadan, Ramadan socks, Trudeau. I mean, the guy (laughs) wore star and crescent socks to a gay pride parade in Toronto. Rainbow star and crescent socks. Justin Trudeau. It just makes
7: me feel so hopeless just looking at him. So much soy.
0: All right, right, let's. Uh, that's all I got to say on that if you're good to keep moving along.
7: Yeah, um, we should probably do some super chats, right? Okay,
0: and then we'll get into Adam Schiff.
7: Um, William Malvo said, hold off on the memo talk if you must, though it must be observed that Adam Schiff is a fucking scumbag. We will talk about that, though. Also, I think your new super chat policy is sensible, but I'll admit my first reaction was Jeez, I know, we're sorry, Jeez. guys.
4: We didn't Jeez. want to do this.
7: Yeah. I like the super chat interactions. It's funny. We, we get a lot of stuff thrown our way and we have to answer a lot of questions we didn't Yeah, I agree. Like and
0: Yeah. And Blonde's always, I shouldn't stay, say this, cause, but Blonde always does have her eye on the chat. So I do.
7: Uh, I do. I, I'm it, a, it,
0: it, we appreciate it too when we're unclear about a certain fact and, and the chat has helped us out a lot with that too.
7: Yeah. Or they tell me that Stefan Molyneux is dead <laughs> and got stabbed or something. You guys yeah, are a+. assholes and I love you. Um, or the
0: stream's not working.
7: Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Your stream is having problems. Buffering, buffering, buffering. <laughs> Altor says, not seeing eye to eye is exactly the reason we enjoy seeing you speak about the memo. Uh, come get in the ring. We did that last week, man. And and if, it might help you guys to know that we do fight offline as well, about
0: this stuff. well. We're trying to get better at it. The new rule is we fight the yeah. worst in Skype text. I know. So no more, no more text fights. I've said, yeah. look, people enjoy us disagreeing, so we'll just do it on the show pretty much, either Wednesday or Sunday.
7: Yeah, we had to set new ground rules because we were just screaming at each other. the text, like
0: text on Skype is the worst. So Which is funny because my now.
7: sister messaged me. She's like, things seem a little tense on your show. I'm like, yeah, because the last week we were like text fighting right before I was on yeah, Skype.
0: Yeah, but you're – no, I'm not going to say I'm anything. I'm what? <laughs> I was just going to say that – should I say this? I don't know. (laughs) Certain individuals have had certain conspiracy theories about my intent in the past. Fine. That's, That's all I can say
7: whatever. He's Love right, you. I'm pretty so, paranoid. Yeah. George, Heronimous. love your brother
0: especially. Love him more.
7: Oh my god, everybody <laughs> needs to stop being gay for my brother. It's really He's so cool,
0: you guys. You'll never know him, but he's so cool.
7: Yeah, everybody's like, "Well, your brother's like you, but he's an he's an awesome dude that I can be friends with. He's mm-hmm. way better than you are." And then they just want to stop hanging out with me and want to start hanging out with my brother. This has happened before.
0: That's my long my long game.
7: He yeah. said he wants to Skype with you about Star Wars. You guys can set it up anytime.
0: Well, give me his email. I'll okay. do it tomorrow. I'll do it tonight. I'll stop the show right now.
7: Fags, you guys are fags. Yeah. Um, I was like, you want to talk to Skag about Star Wars? And he was like,
1: yes, I, I absolutely do. To talk to
0: oh, him. I thought it was his idea.
1: Uh, no, just I setting... pitched it to him.
0: Oh, you're setting up a, a mandate for yeah. us. Oh, yeah. well, I still would. I just, for a second, I was humbled. I thought, wow,
7: well, he's really no, cool because guy. He came to visit me and he's like, I want to talk about Star Wars. I want to talk about Star Wars. And he made me watch all these red letter uh, media uh, videos about Star I'm like, I haven't seen it and I don't care. And, and now he's like, oh, I need somebody to talk to, talk to you about Star Wars. Ah, uh, okay. And so I'm like, well, oh, i, would, I, I still would." the person.
0: I, I thought he had a high opinion of me. but No, I, he
7: does. He, he likes you a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I just broke your ego some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys hear Paul Nealon's Twitter got suspended today? Oh, no. I saw
0: that. Yeah. They're
7: doing everything to stop us from saving the West and its people. Um, That sucks. I didn't hear that. Paul e- uh, Nealon has been is, cracking me up. He did it, a, a good interview or? with Baked Alaska, too, this last week. So check that out. Um, Gabriel Lopez says Sargon is a faggot. <laughs> I still have to watch his um debate with Andrew Aglin, but I don't know. Was He's, that on
0: Worski's channel or where was that? And Paul Nealon is Baked still Baked suspended Alaska. as of this moment. Still yeah, suspended. So doesn't, who knows if it's temporary?
7: Well, come on, Gab. Um, it was Mom. on.
0: Uh, it was on Baked Alaska's channel. You said though the Sargon Andrew. Yeah, England. but it's
7: like, I'm, I think it's like five hours long. I'm just not up for Ooh. it. I don't have it in me. The, these internet blood sports—they're too mean. <laughs> they are. You gotta uh, get rid of
0: all that oxytocin. It's making you. I don't soft. know what's happening
7: to me. It's, it's yeah. insane. Um, Richard McLaughlin this is the last one for right now and I'll circle back for everybody else it's obvious Shapiro protects his childhood bullies and his politics by inundating his viewers opponents with large amounts of information he doesn't have to be vulnerable of course in the process Ben becomes a bully himself that is some Hmm. serious psychological analysis right there Um, I don't know
0: I don't know who he's bullying in this case like if I accept that premise I don't know who he's bullying in this case other than just logic and reason yeah he's bullying himself it's betting against
7: ben on this one no one's like you need to talk more about this michelle fields incident yeah
0: he's not targeting a person he's just uh, that's what that's what makes this so baffling is like who is this service this is damaging you by doing this it's not helping anybody maybe it's helping michelle fields i doubt it and who cares i'm pretty sure
7: that our audience hates us they're all bitching in the live chat
0: Oh, yeah. About what? Because <laughs> we keep Shut talking. Shut
7: up. About... Stop talking about Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <All> right, <keep laughs>
0: we did talk about it enough. I mean, we're, we're going to reach meta levels there where us talking about Ben Shapiro bitching about Michelle Fields will itself be as annoying as Ben Shapiro <laughs> bitching about Michelle Fields. I, I won't no, stop until I've reached but that. I do
7: understand. I understand where you're coming from, because every time he brings it up, I'm like, not again. Yeah. not again.
0: And I didn't plan to do this. I messaged you. I was like, he did it again on Thursday. He Fields. He feels on on Thursday and then he did it again on Friday. And I was like, that's it two days in a row. I have to do it. I have to talk about it.
7: Meta. Meta. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our other, you know, totally mediocre stories. Uh,
0: Well, I figured you'd like this one. Adam Schiff being pranked called. Yeah. If this is right up your alley. And I I thought it was funny too. Although. mm, I I thought it would be funnier than the recording was to me. I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed.
7: I mean, he clearly bought into it, which is all I really want.
0: Yes. So uh, I, do you know why this was just released now? The call, the call is released now, but it actually happened. The recording is released now. The call know, happened happen in April 2017. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. But I
0: don't know why. But apparently that's what we're listening to. So these guys are named, um, what is it, Vocon? And I got a double. Shut up. No, my college is calling me for donations. Give us your internet monies. No.
7: <laughs> so we can indoctrinate people.
0: Not right now. Um, what are their names? It's, uh, it's Vokon and Lexus or something like that. Did I write that correctly? Okay. So it's, it's Vokon and Lexus. These are two radio pranksters who are Russian. I believe they posed as a fake Ukrainian politician, uh, and called Adam Schiff to say, Adam, Adam Schiff, ranking member on the house Intel committee, Russian collusion guy, competing memo to Nunes guy. If you're not familiar, um, they they call him to say Trump had sex with a Russian glamour model after a Miss Universe pageant in Moscow in 2013, and as a result of this incident, there were naked pictures of Trump that uh, exist, and they were passed to Vladimir Putin himself. Putin is now using them to blackmail Trump. Is the concern here? Um, so let's first listen to the call, and then there were That's some pretty e- believable.
7: I'll I'll give them that.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, for, for all we know, it's in fact a true account. <laughs> Uh, but then there's some emails that that passed um, between these guys and and Schiff's staff. So this is the actual. This is what the actual phone call sounded like from uh, April
8: 2017.
9: Hi, how are you?
0: Hello,
8: Mister Schiff. Thank you for your time.
9: Uh, thank you, Chairman. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you.
8: I know that you work for investigation regarding Trump and Russian government. Yes, we know some important information about it.
9: Uh, and that uh, that uh, is documented as well in materials you want to provide to us
8: In November 2015 Mr Trump visited Moscow he visited a competition in Miss Universe and there he met uh, with the Russian journalist and celebrity Xenia sovchak she also known as a person who provides uh, uh, girls for escort for oligarchs and she met with Trump and she brought him one hour Russian girl celebrity Olga Buzova who also known as a person with a strange reputation. And she got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay.
9: And, but, and what's the nature of the compromise?
8: Well, there were pictures of naked Trump.
9: Okay. <laughs> and so Putin was made aware uh, of the the availability of the compromising material?
8: Yes, of course.
9: Okay. Well, I'll be in touch with the FBI about this, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll make arrangements with your staff. I think it probably would be best to provide... Uh, these materials uh, to uh, both our committee and to the FBI.
8: Well, let's be in touch, and I will wait for your response from uh, FBI.
9: Excellent. I'll I'll have them follow up uh, as soon as possible, and I thank you again. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
7: The FBI. I mean, why? You're not allowed to bang hot women in other countries now?
0: Uh, well, I guess the 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 concern would be the blackmail portion of it. You know, like the the idea of of putin exercising political coercion over the president of the united states would be something that
7: was so clearly bogus though i mean come on one hour russian girl
0: (laughs) yeah after i can't do a russian accent but the way he said there were um after short relations it's it's kind of an underrated (laughs) part and it sounded
7: like he was reading too
0: yeah he probably was how did they they... get him
7: on the phone that's my real question
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to assume there's probably a thirst for information like this that if given to a staffer would have been, you know, expedited through the process. So I think that's part of it. I think that's part of why people are criticizing Schiff for... So here's... He he says he never bit. He says... They followed up with
7: him after this call. False. Yeah,
0: he says he didn't... um, Schiff claims he was not fooled by the call and reported it to the authorities. But this is what people are, are latching onto is there are emails between these these pranksters posing as a ukrainian politician and um and uh and 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 shift staff now i didn't look at the actual return emails i think they're blacked out here but it seems like it'd be hard to pose as a ukrainian politician you could just look that up i mean what did they do like really legit ukrainian politician at gmail.com or something i mean how how was that faked
7: oh somebody in the live chat said that h.a goodman interviewed these russian guys sweet i'm gonna check it out i love it yeah
0: so we could check that out that's so
7: funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, they must have done something semi-legit, or Adam Schiff just retarded. I and mean, That's possible.
0: Yeah, so it's hard to believe that he had no follow-up other than just telling the authorities, presumably that being the FBI, when in fact there are multiple back and forths with his staff um, that you can see in the Daily Mail coverage here. This all published to the Daily Mail. Uh, the FBI was actually asked by the mail about whether they investigated this the FBI couldn't comment on whether they um received the information or investigated any information about alleged nude Trump photos and that's part of the exchange the email exchange here is you know making plans to meet up to exchange this information
7: what was their plan they were, they were going to blackmail Trump with this and he would have been like he would have just sat there and been like do it release these naked pictures of me it's just going to be some old man body everybody's going to get over it in a few weeks who cares
0: yeah i mean that that's uh like if if putin legitimately had these things that would be an interesting question how would trump respond because i i like you don't think trump would probably be that threatened by naked pictures of him leaking He'd
7: be like awesome go for it now everybody gets to see my dong he'd probably be happy about it
0: yeah probably i mean yeah (laughs) i i i don't think that would be um a, a huge crisis to him that said i don't i wouldn't want foreign governments to have blackmailable information about our our leaders either but
7: yeah but why would Putin just be turning this over to that's another thing
0: well they're saying that the Ukrainian government officials had it I don't think they're claiming to represent Putin
7: okay so they're saying that they got this from Putin though right
0: Mm, I don't know I mean the the call is like eight minutes long I had to cut it down I think
7: um, I I listened to the whole thing but I was like this story does not check out at all he must have done just no Investigative research at all. If he googled this uh, this elected official or whoever he's posing as, wouldn't he be, he've been able to find his yeah his his email address, his legitimate email address.
0: I think the big allegation against Schiff that some people have is that he appeared to want to run with this for political purposes rather than passing yeah. it off to law enforcement. um We don't know without knowing what the FBI was told or not. We don't necessarily know, but we know for sure that Schiff staff were following up on this. So I don't know that that. In and of itself is evidence of like malfeasance. It's evidence of being duped easily. Yeah. Uh, probably he to a worrying extent. He did come out extent, and say but... that he
7: knew that it was bogus. It's like, then why would you possibly, why would you follow up on that? Why would you have your staff follow up on it?
0: Yeah. That's all I got on that though. Just just a, a yet another reason for people to have a chuckle at that silly goose, Adam Schiff. I'm bummed that I am, I will say I'm bummed that his memo, I haven't read a, a lot about this, so I don't know why I'm not prepared to throw the administration under the bus immediately because I had previously said, look, the Democratic memo should come out. I'm skeptical of anyone who says the Republican one should, but the Democratic one shouldn't. And I saw that that the Trump administration declined to release the Democratic memo after the uh, Intel committee voted to release it due to some sort of security concerns or yeah, national Yeah, but we don't know what's reasons. in it.
7: I mean, I've heard, I heard Judge Jeanine say that it's possible That they put some legitimate national security concerns within the memo. They situated within the memo so that he would have to delay, and I wouldn't put Hmm. that past them. I don't know. And you're the one that's like, we need to see what's in the memo. We need to see what the underlying. No, I want to
0: see what's in it. Yeah, I mean, but
7: what if what if that's they, they legitimately did that? And they have to wait on it.
0: Yeah. I, I, all I know is I want to see any and all information that um, that is not compromising to, for, for national security. Well, paralysis.
7: even if but, they did that, I think that he should probably still release it. Just let it out. And then yeah, it's not like Democrats so. could be like, you should have redacted that because they wanted it unredacted. So...
0: Yes. Uh, we'll have to see where it goes because as it stands right now, and again, um, yeah, this is not a completely formed opinion for me because I haven't read into it a whole bunch. It's a little bit memoed out after last week. Forgive me. But, um, but on the surface level, I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm, I'm a little worried. Like why? I don't know. If the, if the intel committee is voting to release this, presumably they don't necessarily have the same assessment that the president does. What would be the difference?
7: I don't know. You just got to stop trusting all these people can't trust any of them you can trust trey gowdy that's it
0: we can't talk memo anymore we got to move on to ben shapiro and michelle fields which i definitely <laughs> want to talk about at length <laughs> oh, di- no. more than before let's keep no, going
7: it's a crowd day. <laughs> No, it's gonna...
0: uh we'll move on to this all this immigration stuff next do you want to take a super chat break or should we move right
7: into that um let's see what we got uh yeah we should probably do some um William Malvo, Matt rips because he loves Uh, gentle listeners. You are now charged with creating a meme of Ben Shapiro with Matt's head firmly inserted (laughs) up his ass. (laughs) Hey,
0: I don't uh, look. I will laugh if such a depiction emerges, but I don't think that was a fair characterization of what I said either. I don't think my I think my face or head is anywhere near Ben's ass. Yeah. Just acknowledging appreciation for him.
7: No, you like Ben's ass. You like to get all up in there. You're like, oh, Ben's ass.
0: Don't look at me like that. (laughs) What do you want? A rim shot? That wasn't good enough. You're not a woman. You're not funny. No, but I am I'm a man. Uh,
7: Josh Ford. Did I just talk through that sounder again? I don't even know if I, it's already ruined a long time listener. First time chatter. I'm so fucking blind. Blonde 29 year old single man here. Your video about setting up Matt's match account and the barren dating scene confirmed what I already thought was true. Mm. I thought that was like an uplifting and hopeful video. I'm sorry to hear
0: that he apparently shares the experience, but that is one of my favorite videos of yours. That was the one where you talked about what did you call it? Like Restoring value for women or something like that?
7: Yeah. Oh man, that bumps me out. I'm sorry that that didn't bring you Keep fighting
0: the good fight, man.
7: Keep at it, yeah. Um, Andrew Grove, playing Seven Days to Die and watching you guys not sure if a zombie apocalypse would make the world better or not. (laughs) DLNC Team Hawaii branch. What? Uh,
0: I don't know the... The acronym, I presume, a team in the video game. But thank okay. you for um, thank you for supporting the show. And I, um, you know, if a zombie apocalypse strikes, then my wilderness fortress here high atop uh, the headwaters of the United States will be a suitable place for survival. So head suitable. head um head into the mountains of Montana, and uh, we'll we'll do our best to survive. We also have a lot of guns. So lots of knows. guns.
7: Matt's got one in every room of his house. Uh, Redicus says we have a masculinity crisis and a fatherless home crisis. And this bitch is talking about maternal love. Where is the single mother, uh, where the single mother crisis is devastating in context that almost makes him look good. Hmm. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Redicus, uh, Rainer Chen, Chinese immigrants are the target of the hijab hoax yet. No one cared because they spoke Mandarin man is capitalized Mandarin. Ah, you,
0: we, we prefer person to <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, but yeah, that. it w- yeah. We spoke about that a little bit last week with, um, with the Asian protesters in Toronto. And, um, you know, I, as I complained a little bit about their identity politics and, and them making it an Asian issue, I can sympathize. Like you were profiled, Asians were profiled wrongly by yeah. a hoax and I can sympathize with
7: that. Yeah. And I think that they have the right to be angrier because they're a particularly low crime demographic. So. Yeah um travis via q a needs rules for asking questions if it takes longer to answer the question than to ask it's a no-go same problem at crowder and v if only they up their super chat to weed out the poor people
0: at first i thought he was talking about our call-in show but he was talking about trudeau and i i mean i had to cut that up this this chick asked like i bet it was over five minutes of a question
7: with people insane. in the audience just like, shut up.
0: You couldn't really hear them, but Trudeau acknowledging them. I'm sure that's what they were doing because it, it was, it was unlistenable. And her question wasn't even coherent. It didn't make just any rambling.
7: sense. Yeah. The mitochondria and the Oxycontin. Yeah. Um, William, although I think the dumb SJW girls implying that feminist breast milk fed directly to government legislators <laughs> will lead to a utopia led by Amazonian warriors.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
7: Good. Uh, Sean Davis. Long-time lurker, first-time chatter blonde, oh, you're thanks. a savage, and rock the Nazi uniform. Oh, man. Matt, you're <laughs> a cuck. Love you both. Oh, <laughs> Take right. these shackles and rock 2008. By the way, Matt, proud Eagles fan here.
0: 2018, you mean, not 2008.
7: Oh, whoops, 2018. Yep. Yeah. Totally uh, no, I'm,
0: and I'm happy for the Eagles, man. Uh, some of their fans sound like dicks, to be honest, yeah. but that's not the team. And um, Have they settled I, yeah. down? uh well there were there were allegations of a lot of mistreatment of vikings fans in the nfc championship um, uh, this is
7: also gay who cares really brutal
0: stuff one of their fans after the super bowl win i don't know if you ever saw that clip he ate actual horse shit
1: see that clip. yeah
0: and by the way like yeah. previously eagles fans had been punching police horses in the face something about horses and eagles fans What's uh, wrong or at least people? the rowdy ones that are around their stadium no, this is
7: sports people
0: no, the Eagles. Eagles fans have a have a particular um, notoriety for being for being rowdy. Apparently, I've never had the experience, but this, according to people who have experienced several different football cities.
7: Whatever, fine. Hmm. Sports okay. Uh, David Howard, regarding women in government, quote: "We can put a poll." Skag, two thousand eight. I rate ten out of ten. Did you say that?
0: Uh, yeah, I meant to say we could put up a, a poll to respond to, but yeah, I probably said oh. something like that.
7: Thank you, David. Yeah. Let's just do uh, one more right now, Josh. Han. check out Carver Kings on Netflix. Bearded men carving wood with chainsaws. Oh,
0: that's blonde porn.
7: Oh God, my wife is watching this week and told me to tell you guys. We love you too. Thank you. Do you, you prefer
0: Josh. Do you prefer chainsaws or the traditional like handsaw? What What's a, what's better for you?
7: I, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Probably a handsaw. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A little more muscles uh, at play. Muscles Carver working. Kings.
7: Well, I will be sure to watch this. <laughs> Be sure to watch this later.
0: As soon as we're done. As soon as we're off the air.
7: <laughs> All right. We're good for right now. I'll we'll circle okay. back for everybody else.
0: Yeah. So let's get into this trio of immigration topics. So we'll just go through these one at a time. This um, this Edwin Jackson story is terrible. You've got the facts on that. So. Uh
7: Yeah. So presumably reading between the lines, although I haven't read this, he was drunk. And so he took an Uber. And I think that he got that he was like really drunk. And so he got out on the side of the highway with his Uber driver who was helping him. And he was barfing. Yeah. And then they were both struck by a Ford F one fifty, and one of them was thrown into the center lane, and uh, it, along with some of the damage. And then I think that he got hit again. So, yeah, like, wasn't
0: it a police car that accident accidentally ran him over? I thought I'd read that. Uh,
7: by, along with the wrecked from the damage, bypassing straight trooper. Yeah, as yeah. he slowed to stop for the crash, he struck the body in the center yeah. lane. And um,
0: Edwin Jackson, by the way, is a linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he he was uh, he wasn't a starting linebacker, but you know an NFL player. Yep. This is a reasonably high-profile person, and he
7: was doing the right thing. He was drunk. He wasn't driving home. He was in an Uber. Yeah. Um, so police identified the driver as Manuel Orrego Savaya. I hope I said that right. Police said that he—they gave him—he gave him, he gave him an, an alias initially and told him he was from Mexico. Hmm. Uh, but they later find out—found out after he tried to flee on foot—that he's a twice-deported Guatemalan.
2: Hmm.
7: Yep, he and here illegally deported twice in 2007, 2008 for other crimes. Which i wasn't able to find the nature on but it sounds like they're one of them was drunk driving probably and one of them might have been uh a violent crime.
0: So yes, which is one of the headlines that I wanted to highlight. Um And again, this isn't all of them. I'm not accusing the general media entirely of mischaracterizing this. We've seen a lot of the the, the link you have to support the facts of the case here is from CNN. So it's not as though CNN has done a universal. CNN did a fine job on the
7: story. I got to give credit where credit's due. They immediately says like right in the beginning of the story that he's an he's an illegal immigrant.
0: Kind of. I've got a small, not a small, a significant complaint with cnn coming up here but some of the examples now here's one from cbs and if i'm going to be so the, the cbs headline here colt's linebacker edwin jackson killed by suspected drunk driver now the the this is dated sunday so if i'm going to be charitable maybe they didn't have that information yet maybe we didn't know who did it we just know that edwin jackson died Ugh, this is so okay but there are later ones. There's Huffington Post. Um, this one from Monday. Indianapolis Colts Edwin Jackson killed by suspected drunk driver.
7: No mention. Okay.
0: Not in the headline. Not in the headline. And then um, this, this one, this is the Indy Star. This one is maybe the, the worst to me, even though the, the body of the story does reference the legal status of this immigrant. Suspect in Colts Edwin Jackson Uber driver deaths previously convicted for drunk driving in California. Okay, so that part of his past is relevant. What do we need to know about it? Oh, previously drove drunk, not killed a person uh, in California, just drove drunk in California. By the way, twice deported, didn't have a legal right to be here. And it says it in the article, body. It's just they omit that from the headline.
7: Because most um, people just read the headline? Is that why? Is that
0: it's, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's strange. And uh, this is where this is where That's I get to get into CNN here. So Trump responds. Uh Trump tweets out so disgraceful that a person illegally in our country killed Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson. This is one of many such preventable tragedies. We must get the Dems to get tough on the border and with illegal immigration fast in all caps. That's what Trump said. And I I love this top response here. Um, So from somebody named Dave Hill, some blue check named Dave Hill, 16,000 likes. So disgraceful that 100% legal Americans kill way more Americans with guns than any illegals. You fucking racist old bitch.
7: Did you say 16,000 retweets?
0: 16,000 likes Two two 2.3,000 retweets.
7: Oh my God. That makes me hate people.
0: <sighs> yeah. Uh, so it's racist just to say, Hey, you know, a little border security might be nice. Um, it's so disgraceful that hundred percent legal Americans kill way more Americans with guns. There are also way more legal Americans in the United States. Uh, and also, okay, yeah. um, uh, Dave Hill, since you're talking about race and being racist, so what's the racial breakdown on those gun crimes and gun murders?
7: Yeah, do you really want to get into that?
0: Do you want to talk about that, talk Dave about Hill? That or is that a racist-ass bitch thing to talk about?
7: <laughs> racist-ass bitch.
0: <laughs> fucking racist. No, sorry. It's not racist-ass bitch. It's fucking racist bitch. <laughs>
7: hmm. uh, no, we'll have a conversation about violent crime and race if you really want to.
0: That seems like Dave Hill wants that, so you know go talk to Dave on Twitter if you'd like uh this is where CNN comes in this is the CNN headline prosecutor slams trump's ghoulish comments on nfl player's death again this isn't the only coverage cnn had they talked about it elsewhere but the idea that that trump's tweet is ghoulish that that's the ghoulish thing we have to worry about yeah, not, not in,
7: this dead american that's not that's not the real problem here
0: that you know that's just that's hey that's that's freedom that's what happens and That's kind of what I want to talk about, too. We've talked about this several times before, but the, the question that this raises is, well, why is his legal status relevant? Why is that relevant to the crime that he's committed? Look, we all enjoy freedom as citizens of this country because we have a right to be here, and there is risk associated with that freedom. I can go out and do whatever I want, including going to the bar and having too many to drink and driving home and potentially killing someone. But that's sort of the social contract that we've all created as legal citizens of the country is that our freedom comes with certain risk, but we accept it because we value freedom. Yep. If you have no right to be here, then the risk associated with Guatemalan guys' freedom is not a risk that we as citizens should have to assume.
7: Exactly, yeah.
0: It's, it's pretty simple. That's a pretty simple concept. It's not a question of do illegal immigrants drive drunk more or less than the rest of the population. Irrelevant. It, yeah, it's just that is a segment of drunk driving that should not exist in this country because they don't have the legal rights to be here. Therefore, the right to exercise the freedom it takes to drink and get in the car and drive and run over Edwin Jackson and his Uber driver.
7: God, what a piece of shit! Hmm. It's so awful. And and what's worse, outside of two people being killed. Is that now our legal system is burdened with the cost of this man? I mean, yeah, we can't just execute him, which would be, you know, great if we could. But we can't, and we can't deport him because then he gets off scot-free. And so now that we have That is an to take interesting
0: that is a kind of an interesting dilemma, is what what the best again, presuming the that anti- he did this, justice, which is somebody
7: right. just killing this guy.
0: <laughs> well, and that there there's an interesting question too, is we probably won't have time to discuss this, but as a big time fan of due process, uh, to what extent do you view due process as a human right versus a legal right? You know what I mean? Like, do we owe this guy due process of law? And now um, I believe that as it's been adjudicated before the court, the answer is yes. So I'm not talking about like, as a matter of fact, as the court has decided, I'm just talking about a matter of philosophy. To the extent that he's not a citizen of the United States, should he be afforded due process of law or would it be, uh, unacceptable to take him okay. out of this country I
7: mean through... I think that would fall under basic human rights, inalienable rights hmm. the right to due process regardless of citizenship which it pains me to say but I mean that's a very humane take for you, I'm yes, kind of surprised yes I know, I'm really yeah. softening up, I don't know what's going on but maybe there is some big Colts fan Tyrone in jail that's going to shank this guy in the neck that's, I mean, that's all I'm saying <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see
0: Yeah, and and to your point, uh, is its it, is it more just for him to sit in a u.s prison cell or is it more just for him to go back to guatemala uh, I, I don't know
7: and and nothing serve nothing no time for this not have any punishment yeah that's not an option
8: uh kill yeah, two american
7: mean, I, citizens there there have to be consequences there, there i tend
0: to be. agree but um but I don't know it's it's, it's it, again, it goes back to like this was not a situation that ever should have occurred because he had no right to be here, therefore we shouldn't be wasting resources on him in any capacity, yeah, whether it's social welfare programs or whether it's whether it's uh you know food and shelter for him in jail.
7: that's really awful, hmm. and I thought the media was gonna it's going to cover this you know appropriately i don't know why i keep thinking that maybe
0: well they kind of did they did a better job than i thought but i thought i was like, thinking this is like headline
7: what I, news illegal immigrant kills colts linebacker or whatever the
0: fuck yeah I, what I, I meant when i said they wouldn't specifically is like i'm not going to turn on the news monday morning and this is going to lead the morning news programs definitely not definitely not yeah uh, and that as far as i saw that didn't happen
7: it's a really sad story
0: yeah and i uh, obviously i hope the best for the colts and for edwin jackson's family and i i You know, he's not a player that I was familiar with, but uh, it's it's, any young person robbed of their future senselessly like that. Needlessly. It's, it's tragic. It's tragic for the player. It's tragic for his family. It's doubly tragic because he was
7: making good responsible life decisions while intoxicated.
0: Oh yeah. The irony there, it's ironic. Death is, is sometimes even more difficult to process and deal with. It's like, you made all the right choices. You did the right thing, and you still got taken out too soon by some idiot who had no business being, being anywhere near you.
7: Yeah, just kept coming back. Drunk driving, without a license.
0: As you know, as the president would wisely say, "Sad." All caps exclamation point. I I don't say that to joke necessarily, but it, it, it's bummer. It's and I can't um I can't explain it in you know any any more terms than that.
7: Well, how about we transition with a joke that I just read in the super chat from Adventure Found Me? Okay. What's the difference between Nancy Pelosi and a corpse? One is a stinky, rotten flesh bag of filth, and the other is found six feet under. Ah. Thank there you. you. Go. Speaking of which, speaking of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, let's just
0: go right to Nancy Pelosi. So there was the big there, we had another what like two hour government shutdown or something this week yeah, i didn't even pay attention to it shortest government shutdown of all time maybe i don't know i assume it was a very brief and um they had to get together and they had to put together this spending bill that a lot of people are unhappy with because it's just the two sides coming together as far as i understand it saying hey you guys want to spend a lot of money on this we'll w- reach a deal where you get to spend a lot of money on that and we get to spend a lot of money on that sweet sounds like an awesome deal and we had Rand paul do the whole filibuster thing and uh, nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Pelosi also gave her two cents on the House floor. So Nancy Pelosi, they call it a filibuster. There is no filibuster in the House necessarily. Uh, Party leadership can speak for as long as they want during debate. So she stands up there and speaks for eight hours uh, to get Congress to deal with DACA as part of this spending bill. Uh, I read in a story that this is now officially the longest speech ever given on the House floor. That's pretty hilarious and or amazing. And uh, well... When you speak for that long, maybe you just say something stupid naturally. I don't know if I could speak that long without saying something spectacularly idiotic, but I don't know about if I could say something on this scale. I mean, I don't think she
7: prepared an eight hour speech. Do you think that she, her plan was just to talk?
0: I assume. Yeah. So she starts talking about her grandson and her grandson's friend, Antonio from, isn't Antonio from, uh, where's Antonio allegedly from? It wasn't Guatemala, was it?
7: I, I think it was Guatemala, but maybe there's, I'm just,
0: there's a connection There's a Guatemala connection. If it is, if he is Guatemala, it's a Guatemala connection to the CNN DACA story we got coming up in a minute too. And by the way, we're already running tight on time. My goodness. We really got to hustle up. Wow. I thought we were saving time on super chat, but here we go. Uh, so let's get to Nancy Pelosi really quickly talking about her grandson, um, <laughs> her grandson and her grandson's friend, Antonio. Where's Nancy Pelosi? Hold on uh here we go
9: i'm reminded of um my own grandson he had a very close friend whose name is antonio who's from guatemala and he has beautiful tan skin beautiful brown eyes and the rest and um this was such a proud day for me because when my grandson blew out the candles on his cake they said did you make a wish and he said yes i made a wish he said well what is your wish he said i wish i had brown skin and brown eyes like Antonio. So beautiful. So beautiful. The beauty is in the mix. Did
7: you see those people behind him that are like, uh, <laughs> behind her?
0: A lot of, lot of questions oh, there. God. So, I mean, what if, what if her grandson had said, hey, um, blow out my candles. I really like being white and blue-eyed. It's great.
7: And she said, I was so proud. I'm so proud of my, my grandson that hates being white. Just yeah." fills my eyes with tears
0: what if it was antonio's birthday and he wished to be white is that this also is beautiful
7: this self-hatred what? she's proud that she, i actually do believe that this story is true you means, think so because i don't buy I it at all true. i think this you is think another that nancy woke... pelosi's grandson isn't totally indoctrinated and self-hating for being white i believe that
0: maybe although i just tend to disbelieve woke eight-year-old stories that's true <laughs> by yeah. default yeah
7: i was so proud oh that's so disgusting
0: yeah, why, why would you be proud about a child's dislike of his own race, the the way he was born? Why would you be proud of that?
7: Because you're trying to teach all white people to hate themselves for being white, and you realize that your indoctrination is effective.
0: I've taught my grandson that some races are better than others, and it's so beautiful. Like, what? It's it's so weird. Like, she is, and she would. If someone stood up there and said, "I've taught all my grandsons or grandkids," to be proudly white she would call them racist and and hate them but it's okay for her to yeah. think it's beautiful for and her grandson to admire antonio's i know
7: racial Miami, i want to be guatemalan so that i can run over a football player someday <laughs> oh my
0: god <laughs> hold on hold on um, did i earn it <laughs> yeah i think you get a sad trombone
1: for that oh. uh,
0: <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I would like Nancy Pelosi to explain to me. I would like to ask her, why is prioritizing race beautiful for a child? Explain that uh, more to me.
7: You know why? You know the answers to these questions. I
0: know. what's like. This is the thing is I used to think this like anti-white. There's an anti-white conspiracy on politicians and media. And I used to think like that's tinfoil. It's tinfoil stuff. No. But then I hear things like this and it's like, clearly there are double standards. Clearly there's a subtle anti-white well, how message here. how are
7: Democrats possibly going to survive without Latina votes? How?
0: I don't Their know. Their party I, is
7: done for if, if the borders end up, if people are deported and the borders are closed, they're screwed. Do
0: Latino voters find racial self-loathing to be attractive anyway? Like, oh yeah, I love that she hates being white. That makes me no, vote No, but for they, her.
7: they're they tribalistic and they want to be part of a political party that panders to them and gives them free stuff. Hmm. You know the answers to all of these questions that you ask, Skag.
0: It's just that, well, that's part of why I ask them, because I'm af- after the truth, and, you know, the old Socratic method will get you there eventually. But, yeah, I mean, as, <laughs> I mean, as more do you and more this... want to know this, the truth, though? As, well, as more and more of this stuff comes out, it gets harder and harder to deny that... Uh, I used to think it's, like, crazy people talking points that, like, the Democrats hate this country and they're anti-white. Like, that's crazy person, tinfoil nonsense. And then they say things like this. It's like... Yeah, I kind of think they hate America, and some of their leadership is anti-white. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's. Hmm. I don't know if that makes me a Nazi. Then so be it. You already saw the artwork. I guess.
7: I'm with you. I totally agree. That was really cringy. That was hard. To, that was hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, because on the one hand she's lying her ass off. On the other hand, she has a really fucked up grandson that is not going to have a normal life because of her indoctrination.
2: Eh,
0: he was already screwed from the start. I mean, what was he going to do? He was born into that situation.
7: Yeah. Yeah, right. Just like
0: a DACA recipient, no fault of his own, so we got to rescue him. Uh, you like that transition? That's the, the CNN. That's the CNN article here. So CNN ran this um this headline that I still can't really interpret. These dreamers will leave the U.S. if a DACA deal isn't reached. <laughs> Think about that for a second. The, the, what I don't understand is: Are you saying they're going to be deported? Because that might be true, or are you saying? They They're will leave willfully leave. Yeah, in which case, who cares?
7: I'm hi- I'm fine with either of those situations.
0: They profile this um this Vanessa individual. Or no, that's the that's the CNN commentary. The Alex is the is the DACA beneficiary, the DACA recipient, who they profile. And these are some of the things she had to say about her situation.
7: Alex Velez is 19. She's grown up like a normal American teenager. She goes to school, works at the mall, and loves playing with her dog, Chicken Little. But unlike most teenagers, Alex could be facing deportation.
10: I came from Caracas, which is in Venezuela, at the age of four. Without DACA,
7: she'd lose her driver's license and her work permit.
1: Why the fuck does she have a driver's license? Why is she working?
0: Well, that's what she gets under DACA, you know? I mean, that's... That's what we. That's the situation we've created. Anyway, the reporter asked the door
7: I, all right.
0: reporter asked the question. Some people would say you didn't follow the process. Why should you be rewarded? Permit.
7: Some people would say you didn't come here the right way. Who cares if things are tough for you?
10: My life is hard regardless. We no. don't get financial aid. We don't get the health what? insurance. We don't get all this other stuff that you, that citizens get. So it's hard regardless with DACA or without DACA. Without DACA. Why do you want to stay then? Worse. Your life's so and hard. In a few we- Go back to
7: Caracas.
0: Well, she has some thoughts on that. She's not going back to Caracas, but she has dual Guatemalan-Venezuelan citizenship that she talks about a little bit.
7: It could be. If Congress doesn't act, she and her family plan to move to Ecuador. Venezuela's
10: like it's awesome. never been an option. Oh, sorry, since, like, Ecuador, it's so not Guatemala. Bad down Guatemala.
0: Like, I'm fake news. Walk sorry about in that. In
10: the streets over there, get mugs, get murdered. Like that's why we left, because it was getting bad. I feel oh, like but I'm your still life here is so bad, and I want to be like with my mom. Starting over would be hard. But the fact that I'll have my family, like, there, like, it kind of just keeps me calm, too. Like, that I'll be able to see them.
0: I love this. Look at her mug. Look at her mom's mug. <laughs> Male tears? I want an illegal immigrant tears mug.
1: Yeah. Hey.
0: Oh, I'm so such a sad situation for you. Let me drink out of my...
10: So sad. <laughs>
0: the page. Paid... I guess the patriarchy's bad everywhere. It's bad in the U.S. and it's bad in Ecuador and Venezuela, too. Hmm.
3: Do you feel like Congress is going to be able to do something to
6: help you?
10: Do you Um, have faith? It's like 50-50 for me. I do have faith in them, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like they don't really care. Not having citizenship, I feel like, it's not something that's gonna define me. Being illegal isn't defining me because I try to sh- stay as strong as I can and see like where that's gonna take me. Oh
1: my God!
7: First of all, we are at capacity for fat chicks in this country. You have to go back.
10: <laughs> she's not.
0: She, she 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 could get it corrected. She's not hopeless.
7: I mean, she's not morbidly obese, but like <laughs> she's, she's a thick girl with a plain face. We are. We got plenty of those. You right? ever see
0: those fake Trump? tweets that are like only thick latinas can stay or something (laughs) like that now here's my question for her and her family so again i'm not clear is the cnn coverage saying you're going to be deported if you're going to leave willfully if you're going to leave willfully you have dual citizenship in venezuela and ecuador Uh, why does that even matter why not just go to whatever country you feel like going to
7: uh, yeah, and let's let's have a little discussion about why you can't go back to Venezuela, you ungrateful bitch. You're like, oh, I don't get all the, I don't get all this free stuff. I don't get health insurance. She's driving her car. She has a job in a country she lives in illegally. She's like, I can't go back to Venezuela, but it's so hard living here. My life here is so hard. Go back to your shithole country. Try to live your life out there. You're not welcome here anymore. You don't belong here. I'm
0: sorry. Jeez.
7: What are you? Don't even. <laughs> come on. This is so ridiculous. These entitled pieces of shit. They have to go.
0: Yeah. Well, I, in addition to the entitlement, I just, I can't understand why you would say I'm not in the U S illegally. So I might decide to leave. What are my legal options to leave? Yeah. What, what, why why was care? legality ever a concern? <laughs> Apparently it's not. Why is legality only a concern in the U S
7: Male tears. move to
0: France? I hear it's nice. They got the Eiffel Tower. Why not go there?
7: And if you really have that much to offer, you're just brimming with talent and possibilities, then take that back to your home country and improve your shithole home country. Do that.
0: Fix Caracas.
7: Fix Caracas.
0: Yeah. Okay. In the interest of time, we'll have to keep moving along. But I just, that's one of the most puzzling headlines I've seen is is, these dreamers say they'll leave if no DACA deal. That's not leverage. That's like doing what the opponents want you to do anyway. I know.
7: So all we have to do is nothing and you'll leave. It's like, I can do that. Um, let's see. Who is the last one? The wood carving one? I think so. Christopher Hay said, Matt, I'll talk Star Wars with you any day of the week. Also, go pack go.
0: I appreciate the offer, although screw the Packers, I don't like them. Um, it's less a Star Wars thing and more my desire to talk to Blonde's cool brother, you know? Talk to Uh, about whatever. But I appreciate it. Thank you.
7: He is smarter than I am, which (laughs) it pains me to admit that. Uh, Blippity Blue, happy to oblige your $10 minimum, you greedy commies. But on one condition, you have to do next week's show entirely in blackface. No deal, Blippity Blue. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's queer suicide. Sorry.
7: Uh, Bob Smith but I appreciate said, it. $300 had to be a mistake. Blonde, thanks for doing your hair up real nice for the show. Matt, what can I say uh, that we all don't know? Why, why am I so blind? Uh, I don't I'm know. I think maybe, is he
0: accusing me of being gay or something? I don't know.
7: I don't know. Appreciate what it. can I say <laughs> that we all don't know?
0: They, I'm an open book, man. There's not a lot of secrets left about me, unfortunately. And the secrets I do have are really boring, as yeah. Blonde knows.
7: Yeah, he's got, he's got nothing juicy to tell anybody. Yeah. Um, like one time I mildly disrespected a woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I, I didn't actually it. do it. <laughs> yeah, get it right.
7: Dangerous spaces. Trudeau needs to examine why people thought this was him making an actual point. He never will, though. If people accuse him of mansplaining or man interrupting, are those gender terms acceptable? Yeah. Uh, I think
0: that's you know, fair. Yeah, Trudeau. People
7: erupting, yeah.
0: Think about that. Think about why it was so believable that this was not a joke at all. That's, yeah. That is something yeah. to think about.
7: That's not right. Said Matt once charged me $10 to make love to him, a dollar per inch, if you know what I mean. Ooh. Now, this show goes from zero to homoerotic, like really bad.
0: Look at what the time they've That was the sound of me unzipping my pants.
7: Oh, God. how <laughs> well, Conservative. Matt, we see those targeted ads. Just be honest, you moved up the super chat amount so you could buy a hot tub. Have you, been, have you oh, noticed yeah. recently? Maybe I'm the only one, but I've been getting a series of, of ads um, on other people's channels that are like hilarious Asian marketing ads where no, everybody's that's... really stereotypically Asian. Let me know live chat if, if oh. this is happening to you too.
0: And speaking of ads, I forgot to mention I wanted to, but I forgot. Uh, the T-Mobile ad that we ripped last week. It played over our show. Several tweeters confirmed oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. T-Mobile played that stupid that. baby ad that's
7: over so our show,
0: ripping the dumb ad. That's that's pretty cool.
7: Using babies. It's such a low blow, you guys. Um, evil Zombie Toe, a small donation to keep up blonde's appreciation for white South Africans. Hmm. Have you guys been keeping track of Lauren Southern's expose of the massacre of white farmers in South Africa at all? Yeah, I've been watching every video. Um, I made a video about uh, white farmers in South Africa about a year ago. Uh, and it's just that situations deteriorated a lot in the last year. And now uh, the capes having a water shortage and some of the farmers are still trying to donate water to the government. Like these white farmers, they're getting murdered all over the place and they're still trying to save this. Um, mm. It's just really sad. Lauren Southern is doing, has done great, great work on it. So I really look forward to her documentary on, on South Africa, which is coming out. I think my Xbox
0: months. just ghost turned on. Sorry.
7: Oh, that's weird. Turned
0: itself on weird
7: um maddington said oh actually i gotta skip these two i'm sorry you guys um okay we'll come back
0: okay let's uh let's get these two done and then we'll return to super chat Oh, it rained to
7: cape town over the weekend never mind
0: before we get to uh before we get to fleckis um what? so <laughs> I, I teased this at the top of the show there's uh, this is canesville elementary in west haven utah and they're having a valentine's day dance i don't know if this has already happened or if it's upcoming um, but reportedly, kids there are not allowed to say no when asked to dance at the event. This rule confirmed by administrators as meant to teach students how to be uh, inclusive, which is, of course, the most important thing possible.
7: Really? we have gone full circle here.
0: <laughs> yes. So this is uh, this is Elementary in Utah.
7: In the
2: midst of the Me Too movement, a West Haven mom says she's really concerned about a rule that makes young kids believe that no is not an acceptable answer, especially at a school dance. When Natalie Richard's 6th grade daughter told her she couldn't say no if a boy asked her to dance at Canesville Elementary's Valentine's Day dance, she didn't believe it at first. The teacher said, "Oh, well, she can't she has to say yes she
3: has to accept and i said
1: excuse
3: me so natalie (laughs) took her concerns to the school principal he basically just said you know that they've been doing this they've had this dance set up this way for a long time and they've never had any concerns before
2: lane finley with the weaver school district confirms it's a rule but it's meant to teach students how to be inclusive
0: please be respectful be polite we want to promote kindness and so uh, you know, we want you to say yes when somebody asks you to dance.
3: I do see it from their perspective when it comes to that, but there are many other ways to teach children how to be accepting um, than than with a social dance.
2: Natalie says forcing students not to say no teaches them the wrong lesson. Sends a bad message to girls that girls have to say yes. Sends a bad message to boys that that, that girls will they can't say no prior to the dance <laughs> yeah. which is voluntary students are told to fill out a card selecting five people they want to dance with what? and the administration <laughs> yes. says if there's someone on the card you feel uncomfortable with the student is encouraged to speak up
0: if there is an issue if there's students that. Or uncomfortable or have a problem with another student, I mean that's certainly something that can be addressed with that student and parents.
2: But Natalie says rejection is part of life yeah. and at the end of the day this policy is sending impressionable children the wrong message. Psychologically my daughter keeps coming to me and saying I can't say no to a boy. That's the
3: message kids are getting. One
2: of the concerns that Natalie addressed with the principal at Canesville is that parents weren't aware of this policy. She recommended that he send out a permission slip detailing the instructions given to students and he agreed but as of now the rule
7: remains in place that is Hmm. so how about we just let children interact normally with one another and sometimes they're going to get rejected and then it's going to teach boys how to be better at approaching women and then they'll become men with a different set of value rejection really does build strong men yeah This is insane. I mean, do we want our children to like not know how to interact with each other and have to have safe space? It's going to be like the millennial generation, but a thousand times worse because millennials are going to raise their kids to be even worse than they were. This is crazy.
0: You want to get that awkwardness out in your teen years to your point. Do you want to be a 25, 30 year old man who, um, who, who is just terrified of of female rejection i mean i guess to some extent we never really grow out of it it's never fun no but but it has to be part of um that has to be risk you're willing to assume when you're when you're trying to find um when you're trying to find the right person and yeah i really appreciate it that that mom said that like we have to raise children to be comfortable with it to grow with it um To be respectful respectful of people who do reject them like you get rejected by somebody you don't have to freak out treat them nicely um and and persist to find that person who is right for you later these are all incredibly valuable lessons that we don't want to skip out on
7: we're doing some really dangerous social engineering by not letting people interact normally put put five names down and then all the teachers check the names and then cross reference to make sure that nobody's (laughs) uncomfortable what the fuck? if you like that girl go ask that girl out and if she says no the next girl you like, find a different way to approach her.
0: Yeah, that, and think about the, the 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 newscaster, the reporter there referenced me too at the top. But think about the progressive contradiction here. I'm not necessarily saying that these teachers or administrators are me too advocates. I don't see that in I'm the reporting sure, here. I'm but sure
7: they are. They sound like Marxist retards. I bet all the administrators <laughs> are. This is what I was talking but, about with the military story, of the the uh, teacher that was uh, dogging on the military. Like we've got an infiltration problem here.
1: Of just yeah and I, well,
0: and I was talking about that that story out of a Minnesota this week too where they've gone the, that full social justice plan that hasn't done nothing to erase their racial uh, achievement gap but but think about that on one hand you're teaching young women especially um, you have to say yes or, or or else you aren't inclusive and then on the other side of this coin you're saying but also consent is necessary in every interaction between men and women um, or else it's kids sexual just be assault
7: so confused about how to deal with one another yeah. That's. Uh, this is going to be really damaging when these kids it,
0: consent is always necessary unless a boy wants to dance with you, in which case you must. In which case, consent is irrelevant.
7: Right. I mean, we're going to create a generation of pussy beta males where women feel obligated to have pity sex with them, and that's the only kind of sexual interaction that is going on.
0: Which, as we all know, is the best kind there is. <laughs> so they're going to be. <laughs> they're going to be just fine. These kids. Alright, um keep it moving here. Are you ready for surprise cringe? I kinda just want to jump right into it.
7: Yeah, and then we can do like 20 minutes of super chat at the
0: end. We, we got that much okay. New policy $50 super chats.
7: <laughs> no
10: only.
0: No. Okay. Um here's uh here's the surprise cringe. You're killing me. Let me know if you saw
10: it. I'm single this year no? for the fair. Very- first time. All I want is a man who's not committed a crime.
3: <laughs> oh boy.
10: And so I'm going on dates and I'm well, a along. But then all of these dudes, they say a million things wrong.
2: Have you been reading the news? Yeesh,
1: maybe let's order
2: some booze. Well, I'd really like to hear about your views. This movement's
6: gotten just a touch
2: out of hand. Uh, well, change only happens after taking a stand.
1: Hey, would you ever want to come see my band? What did you say? Ah! That's not-
10: Singing, ooh, this guy's garbage. No. Ooh, this no. guy's clearly a foe. You see?
3: No.
0: There's more. We've got more interactions here, and then I I'll can't explain.
10: It. I don't
3: know if I can.
0: I'll explain what's going on. or At least try to. I'm not sure that I fully understand it either. Anyway,
3: keep going. You we were victims of systemic oppression. Yeah. But thank God we're in a time of progression. Your deflection is a microaggression. Oh, I didn't mean it. Please don't be mad. Aw, buddy, do you have more to add? Hashtag, not all men are
2: that bad. What did you say? So I think time is up, I'm done with this Even though I'm a white
3: feminist, I still need to complain So I assume you feed my beer
0: Geez, that joke is way too severe
2: Well, we've had a terrible year I swear I sympathize with your plight How? You're a straight cisgendered man who is white Wow, can I say anything right? <gasps> That's it. I'll marry my cat. He wouldn't hurt me because he's not like that. Singing, ooh, everyone
7: meet Trent.
0: Hey, um, actually, cats can't consent.
7: Fair enough. So that was All a right. joke, right? That was a Trump supporter that was parodying, parodying
1: this okay. is
0: where it gets difficult to interpret. So this appeared in the opinion section of the New York Times. This was a video contribution to the opinion section of the New York Times. That's, that's fairly high profile, but it's called um, the Dating Blues. Hashtag me too. The Dating Blues question mark. Hashtag me too. The, the performer there, her name is Emily Lynn or line. I think it's Lynn. How old is who, she? I don't know, but I do know that she's a writer and actress who voices Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, and other characters on Stephen Colbert's Our Cartoon President.
7: Oh, she's serious. That wasn't satire, was it? Oh, my God. So it,
0: what the New York Times description says is it's, sat, it's a satire of dating in the Me Too era. But to your point, I can't figure out if it's a satire, if it is, in fact, a satire of Me Too and feminism or if it's a satire of piggish men, if that's what it's supposed to be, or both.
7: I mean, no, I, I don't think that this was some kind of. She was like a Trump supporter that that was doing some some satire on on dating today. I mean, she's she's serious about what she was saying. This was a but, commentary on toxic masculinity.
0: Well, but the the pushback on that is the lyrics for the guys were so non. They weren't aggressive. It's guys saying like, "Can't I do anything right?" No, you're a cisgendered man who is white. Like, okay, uh, but but um. Oh, and I, I will also note too, she said, I can't find a guy who hasn't committed a crime, basically. The, the implied um, the implied comparison here, The she's by implication equating having the wrong opinion with committing crimes. There was nobody in there who was actually committing any crimes. Yeah, and, maybe
7: she can't get a date because nobody wants to date a feminist that's in her 30s. What is...
0: Yeah. Uh, what's
7: your plan? What's your but some plan? of it wearing? strikes
0: me as kind of self-aware. Like when she talks about wanting to marry her cat... And when she says she's right. triggered by all these non-offensive things, like it seems sort of self-aware. It's
7: L-I-N or L Y N
0: L-Y-N-N-E.
7: I'm not going to be able to find out. Damn. I mean, Either if she's way, 25, it's not funny. She can turn this ship around, but if she's 30, she's going to die alone.
0: Either way, I didn't laugh. Like no matter who she's making fun of, I did not laugh. And the, the shame is like, I don't actually think she has a terrible singing voice, although the chorus was really shrill and annoying. But it seems like she's kind of got some talent for performing, but it's wasted on this. <laughs> What?
7: What? Um. So she works for Colbert, though. Yes, we can. She works on the cartoon production. Political affiliation, I think.
0: I would say that's say. I mean, she describes herself. She says, "I, um, even though I'm a white feminist, I still get to complain or whatever." She says, "I mean, she identifies as a feminist in it."
7: What do these women want? Do they want men to just never speak and and do their bidding? and just be kind and sensitive all the time. That sounds horrible.
0: I don't know. I don't know because these, like one guy came up and said specifically, I really sympathize with your plight. Ugh, how could you?
7: How emasculated would men have to be before they would just stop?
0: She said, uh, and then one, one of them said, um, "Um, well, it's not that bad. At least we're in a time of progression. After she's talked about systemic oppression, it's not that bad. We're in a time of progression. Your deflection is a microaggression. I mean that that seems like satire uh, can of you feminism imagine itself? if you but, had
7: to like deal with this woman on a day-to-day basis and have sex with her and like she would never cook or clean everything would be a personal affront to her it'd be a fucking nightmare I would way
0: rather live as a celibate bachelor for exactly.
7: life. exactly yeah like I not even now. close is this if this is what the dating pool is like I, I would just never I would not even bother
0: like, yeah talk, talk to me next year or two years from now when I'm full-on MGTOW <laughs> then we'll then we'll understand why it's because of you Emily Lynn <laughs> to me yeah (laughs) all right let's uh let's let's close out the super chat and then we'll get to the interview with flat
7: sure uh let's see maddington says match.com sucks but uh it's nothing but shallow women on there that aren't that good looking but want to find a six foot three brad pitt yeah accurate have really crazy standards. Oh, that was a $5 donation. I wasn't. Oh, to... you cheater. It was an accident. I can't, I
0: can't go know? back and I don't have a dump button. I can't censor that out of the show.
7: Uh, Rainer Chen said, have you guys thought about inviting Aiden Paladin on the show? She's a wonderfully eloquent social scientist who express much fondness for Pinochet's helicopters. <laughs> uh, I've only seen her on, um, Worsky's channel. So that's my only, I've heard
0: good thing. things. I'm not super, I'm not really familiar with her stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll have to check it out.
7: Daryl Odell, Matt, can we make an exception to the soft landing rule for this illegal's upcoming catapult trip? <laughs> Do we have a soft landing rule?
0: Well, I always said, look, I'm humane about it. It's one per year and I have an airbag on the other side that you get to land on. So oh, it's wow. not a splatter I didn't agree contest. That. Yeah, that's that's my humane take.
7: I would just be we- trying to splatter people on different places. Later. You
0: want spikes and fire and yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I do. I yeah. really do. Travis, by attention, video said 100% of DACA recipients aren't felons. I posted an article disputing that, which got flagged, and social justice warriors said once they commit a crime, they lose DACA status, so it doesn't count. Idiots. Yeah, I hmm. mean, I, although, is, is that a is that a felony?
0: I am not familiar with how all that stuff breaks down legally and how all that works, so I would not be able to opine on that.
7: Uh, thank you for that, thank Travis. You. Robert Kramer, agree with your take on due process, but after working 40 years in L.A., have seriously considered the benefits of a star chamber. Just saying.
0: What's a star chamber? I actually don't. Why don't you Google uh, that? No, another thing I got to look up.
7: Um, What were we talking about? Due process after working 40 years in L.A.? star
0: chamber was um, an English court of law which sat in the Royal Palace of Westminster. Um, So they can just act unilaterally. Yeah, to supplement the judicial activities of the common law and equity courts in civil and criminal matters. Yeah. Um, the, the Star Chamber was a be, sorry. The Star Chamber was originally established to ensure the fair enforcement of laws against socially and politically prominent people so powerful that ordinary courts would probably hesitate to convict them of their crimes. Ah. Okay. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know enough about it, but I'll have We're to it. We're going to have to
7: make some it. changes though. Um, Redica says I'm so complacent on the budget because we're already bent over the table with our hands on our ankles. My biggest disappointment was Cruz folded on this bitch. Th- it's mm. crazy. We are like a train on its track. We have to cut back spending or none of this matters. This government shutdown stuff doesn't matter at all. It's like, we're going to continue spending like this functionally it's, bankrupt it's insane. yeah it's it's
0: just it's tough to go back to your district and say yeah i'm the guy who started chipping away at entitlements so i'm the guy who chipped away at social security and medicare and medicaid
7: well this money's gonna It's they're, they're not gonna be able to collect so, so it what also doesn't matter
0: here? it also doesn't matter if you have term limits because you're not running again <laughs> next time anyway
7: yeah um reverend fat daves <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Uh, could you imagine what it must be like to be that little Antonio boy over there? He's surrounded by smug, patronizing assholes, so busy fawning over him because of his skin. Yeah, that God, like it, it's cringy. Can well, you some imagine? some reporter, Pelosi's like, "Oh, you have such beautiful, buttery latte-colored <laughs> skin." <Ew." laughs>
0: Will somebody get Antonio and this grandson in an interview <laughs> so I can figure out exactly what happened? I guarantee you, this shit never happened. I'm. That's my bet. My money's on never happened land. Nancy Pelosi made it up. <laughs>
7: uh john smith says blonde if your husband does not work out let me know i would love to give you nine celtic babies wish you two all the best he's totally jacked like
0: oh i i, I thought i thought it was um i think he means work out as in like uh your relationship succeeds because oh, i
7: was talking about jack dudes earlier though
0: yeah so i when i first heard it too i was like work out he's in the marines like of course he works out but he means if the relationship succeeds or not
7: of course that that's what he means but we were t- my mind's in the gutter because we were talking about all that wood carving <laughs> and the beards and the chopping I-
0: yeah you need to you need to sext your, your fiance sext your fiance as soon as we're done here. Did
7: I say you s- sext your fiance?
0: What I meant is, don't you know, sext him. Do oh, what right. I wouldn't do and get some sexting out of the way so you can wash that your eyes of all this nonsense so that so you've so seen.
7: Gross. Let's take it a term for the weird. But I said, can I buy this bitch's plane ticket? I want her to be eating that dog in Venezuela. Male oh. Okay, no plane ticket or catapult. Her rainbow ass just needs a rocket. You guys are harsh. Jeez.
0: Harsh.
7: Jeez. I like it oh. that. It's funny. Skag's going to go ahead and act like he's totally astonished that you said I'm so offended. Jeepers. Golly, guys. Jeepers. Golly. Tone it Uh, down. (laughs) Falcon millennial. What is your opinion on tongue buttering turtle caves? This person again with the why why do you always say that? Oh,
0: yeah. I've never looked it up. Also, Um, death
7: to the empire. Long live the Federation. (laughs) Don't Google that. That's gross.
0: (laughs) All right. You know, I don't uh, I don't see turtle cave on the old urban dictionary, actually. Keep going.
7: They made it a rule that you couldn't say no when asked to dance, and the prettier girls still got asked more. that's,
0: that's a turtle cave. All right. Now I know. Anyway... Keep going. So they made a rule, but the prettier girls still got asked more.
7: Yeah. I mean, they can't have an equal playing field. Prettier girls are always going to make out like bandits. That how always works.
0: Yeah. There's probably one chick who's on everyone's five person card. Yeah. And there's probably, you know, 10 chicks who are on nobody's.
7: And then the administration is like, all right, well, she's too pretty. So we have to burn her with acid. The so
0: just way to. Yeah. She's <laughs> too pretty. So we have to acid wash her. The the just thing to do here is to assign the dance partners by lottery and also remove right to refuse. God,
7: what is this world? We're gonna
2: skirt no, that's kids not fair either because so
0: you might you might get the hottest chick. So you're right. We have to actually equalize everyone's attractiveness. You were right originally. We have to make you sure everyone your is face, right. We have to yes. Instead of um, it's like the communist approach to wealth. Instead of a few people having a right. lot, we have to make sure nobody has anything.
7: And the tallest boy has to be cut off at the knees.
0: Yes. Yeah, equalize all height exactly, by cutting, exactly. cu- whittling away at their shins.
7: <laughs> Shin whittling. <laughs> yeah. We got a plan. Uh, Redica yeah. says, McCarthy did nothing wrong. Also, this motherfucker must have dried ovaries like Gavin says. New York is an elephant graveyard of ovaries. That is
1: so true. <laughs>
7: I have heard Gavin is that, say that.
0: Yeah. Is that the Lion King reference, the elephant graveyard? Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. yeah. That's funny.
7: Um, Alter said, damn woman, you skipped my first super chat. You had one job. I said one super chat from you, so unless you've given us three, I don't think I skipped it.
0: Ooh, controversy.
7: Um, Boogeyman says, I need $10 to make you holler. I get paid to read Super Chats. I do get paid to super <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let me reload this and make sure that that was the last one. And yeah, we're good. And did I really miss this guy's Super Chat? Should I check really quick? I'd like to hold up the show so that sure. I Sure. Can... Nope, I said both of yours. You lie. You lie. All right,
0: let's 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 get into the Fleckis interview so we can actually have a timely show for once. We uh, we appreciate uh, everybody um, adapting to the new Super Chat. We'll really appreciate it and uh, yep. hope you understand. So thanks, guys. And we appreciate everybody tuning in live and Super Chatting and participating in the live chat and helping us keep track of all the facts as we lose track of them sometimes. <laughs> If you're listening uh, later on YouTube or on an audio platform uh, on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. There is more of the show, including the call-in show on Wednesday nights. If you'd like to listen back to that and some other stuff, that's all on the audio platforms. You can check them out. iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. It's all linked in the description for you. And you can email us including all of your Nazi artwork that gets us demonetized. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta we'll see you then fleckis master man on the street wonderfully bearded dude coming up next he's a good guy stay tuned bye guys have a good night And welcome back. We are pleased to be joined by our guests this week, Fleckis, Austin, whichever you prefer. Appreciate you uh, joining the show tonight. Really, uh, really appreciate you showing. And uh, we're excited to talk to you.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, great to be here. I really appreciate you guys having me on.
0: So I uh, I ran into your fantastic man on the street interviews um, recently. Like the, the first I saw was the Ben Shapiro one, which which you did probably what, like two, three months ago, something like that.
6: Yeah, I think so. Right around there.
0: So as an appreciator of the people who actually go to the scenes of these things and these days risk life and limb, I just yeah. want to say th- thanks for that quality work because I like to observe these things from afar. You know, I don't, I don't want to put myself in danger and I don't want to talk to the crazies. So I'm really happy to see guys like you doing that work. It's appreciated.
6: Oh, no problem. I love doing it. And the feedback like that is why I do it. So thank you for thanking me.
0: Well, it's super entertaining yeah. and, and we definitely want to get into your story of doing man on the street stuff and how you got into this and maybe even some advice because we're terrible at it.
7: <laughs> we try. are. We did it at the RNC and like I, Skag would be like, it's your turn to approach these people. And I was like, no, I really don't want to. You do it. You do it.
0: Yeah. But um, for people who might not be familiar with your work, I've just got a little bit of some clips to share. One from the Ben Shapiro event, and then two, you did another one at the Women's March. This was in L.A. as well, right? Ben Shapiro at UCLA and the Women's March in L.A., what, a couple of weeks ago?
6: Yeah, that was just a couple of weeks ago, and I think that one might be my favorite one, the Women's okay.
0: March. Okay, so let's check out some clips from uh, these events here.
6: isn't a debate when you're just hate. Hey guys, it's Fuckus. This week we're at UCLA where Ben Shapiro's giving a speech and some UCLA kids are not happy about it.
10: He should come and talk. We need to know the ignorance in the country. We need to know what you guys believe. Exactly.
6: What's some of the ignorance that Ben Shapiro said or done that you don't like?
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, obviously in my research I've looked at more of his bigoted things. His stance on um, Arabs, which is really just blatantly racist. I mean, look at his tweets. Ben Shapiro incites...
0: Which, by the way, I love that kid. Of, in my research, I've observed some of his bigoted <laughs> statements. Mostly just Twitter, though. Very yeah. detailed research methods for that, for that guy. Anyway.
10: Hate speech. He does not incite, not incite free speech. Come him up! <laughs> ben
6: Shapiro! <and laughs> F*** miley Yeah! yeah. Wow. Hey guys, hey, guys, it's Fleckus. This week?
0: Uh-oh, I got some echo coming off one of you guys. Not me. Who's doing it? Who's got is the it, echo? Is it me? Um, uh, I
6: don't know. We're Let's at the Women's March. Back. What is like, the number one reason that everyone's here?
0: <laughs> it's not bad. We'll deal um, with it. Uh, what does it say? Uh, single taking or dismantling heteronormativity. <laughs>
6: I can't see the rest. I got ahead of people because of of my position as a white male. What does your sign say? (gasps) It says, kill
2: Donald Trump,
10: and then it says, kill Mike Pence, and then it says, it's guillotine time, bitches. What is your
6: ideal political (laughs) or social structure?
7: Um, (laughs) communist utopia. Oh, no! Oh, no! (laughs) Did you see that each one of them had a different
6: color hair?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 that was quite the rainbow. Well done.
6: Communist utopia. It's like I don't think you get that. That's like a made-up thing that doesn't exist. And it can never exist. I'm looking for communist utopia. <laughs>
8: <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Jeez, like, I guess me too. So fill us in. God.
0: Fill us in on how long you've been doing this. How, why you started doing it? How you started doing it? What's the story here?
6: Yeah, so I was. I live in LA, and I started doing this. I, my first one was at the LA uh, LAX, the LA airport. Ah, uh, during the Muslim ban, mm. and this was right after the election, actually right after the Women's March last year. So I only started my channel uh, channel a year ago. February fourth of two thousand seventeen was my first video, um, and I went down there. I was talking to some people at my house. And I was starting to lose friends just because I liked Trump, and everyone else like couldn't get over that or couldn't understand why how I could. Mm. And I was talking to some people about the Muslim ban they were calling it. and I was explaining, well, it's only a few countries, Obama put these countries into place, and they were just, like, not having it. So I watched some other people do the man-on-the-street stuff, and I always thought that was hilarious, so I decided to just, you know, tape my mic to a spoon and head to LAX airport and go ask some really easy, easy questions. And it immediately got picked up. Everyone loved it and wanted more, and... You know, before this, I was doing other comedy stuff, but I really like this type of reality humor where it's kind of just like real people, real reactions, real moments. Yeah. And I also have become more passionate about politics. I feel like recently, politics and entertainment have basically merged into one. So once this started, you know, working out for me, these videos, it's been, you know, the rest has been history. I've never really looked back. It's been awesome.
0: Well it's interesting that you said you had some background in maybe entertainment or or speaking to people speaking in front of people and uh, things like that because to me as someone who's again tried doing this you've you've got a natural knack for it um but it sounds like this just sort of came naturally to you I, or do you have like certain methods that you use obviously you have the benefit of editing everything that you're sharing but it it seems to me that you're pretty good at, at approaching people and getting them yeah, to talk yeah. to you in fairly natural terms with, and as far as I can tell, not even that hostile, which is right, at, at least right. hostility towards you, yeah. which is yeah. which is pretty good.
6: Usually, I just you know sneak around and just ask basic questions, and my thing is I keep the energy low because these people are used to being in groups and chanting and singing and yelling and you know doing the sign stuff, and if you just hit them with a super low energy question of like oh like what's going on today. You know, it really puts him in a corner where it's like, oh, wait, I thought I was just going to yell with, like, a thousand other people. I have to answer a question, and then I kind of just slowly work him that way. And people sometimes say, oh, you selectively edit, but, I mean, how do you selectively edit Donald Trump is worse than Hitler? How do you selectively (laughs) edit, you know, I didn't vote? Like it, everyone, you know, it's.
7: Or a four second like, pause when you're trying to figure out what to say to a super basic question about why you're at a march. God. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why are you here? And there's yeah. no good uh... answers. So it's always very entertaining.
6: <laughs> so, so I like to keep um, my um, questions really basic and I don't get too confrontational. I've never really been in an altercation. Although when they do come up, I do try to diffuse the situation and like prevent violence at all costs. Um, but okay. yeah, I, been kind of, you know, I go up to him, I say, hey, what are you doing here? What's your sign say? Who did you vote for? And after those three questions, we kind of just, you know, have a normal dialogue after that. And they're pretty most of the time they're pretty uninformed and pretty pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. To the to the selective editing question, I mean your job is to entertain as well. I mean we're we're in the same sort of the similar business here where it's like you want to blend information with entertainment really. Are you when you obviously you want to pick the most entertaining clips, but when you go to these events, how representative are these people who can't even tell you that they're, why they're there? Like, are you, edit, are you cutting out people who are like, yeah, so here's my sophisticated critique of Ben <laughs> Shapiro and here's my uh, belief in why the Women's March is justified? Do you get intelligent commentary that you choose to omit? Which, by the way, I'm not, I wouldn't criticize you for doing. I'm just curious if that exists.
6: Um, to be honest, for the Women's March, as an example... I would say I interviewed twelve people to fifteen people, probably twelve to fifteen people, and I use basically clips from all of them. I mean, there's some redundant, you know some redundant sentences or some things that are like, you know covering the same points, whether it right. you know for that one was uh, the wage gap or women's rights under Trump or abortion. I try and cover the same points and pick the best pieces from each interview that actually tell the story of the day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, out of ten people, I would say I used nine of the interviews. Maybe there's one person who just really didn't pop or wasn't entertaining. I guess the people who want to be interviewed tend to, you know, float towards the crazier side or like the more outspoken and obviously the causes they're backing up a lot of times don't make sense. So that's a great person to get on camera.
7: You would think that they, if they're that confident, that they would have something to back it up, like some research. But they just seem really eager to get out there and show you that they have no idea what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, that's what's so amazing. It's like if if I'm going to go out and protest and I'm going to hold a sign and I'm going to make a big (laughs) show of myself, I'm going to be damn sure I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Otherwise, it's really embarrassing. But that's that's the source of the entertainment. Communist
7: utopia? What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully she made it there. I mean, I don't know. Where is she now? Presumably dead of famine. I don't know. (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah, I do get a few people who just say, oh, I don't want to be interviewed or whatever. But sure. I don't think they're the the informed ones either, though. I think they're the ones that know that there are right-wing people that are trying to expose people at the events. Yeah, like, yeah. Put myself out of business almost. like Because a lot of my events are in L.A. So the more I go, the more people see me, the more the videos get seen, the more it's like, all right, don't talk to anyone who wants to interview you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, when we when we were doing this at the RNC in Cleveland, we ended up having um, a... a a very large man follow us around, stalking us, trying to figure out what we were doing. And he was never actually physic, physically hostile with us, but it ended up in a confrontation um, because he was following us for days. Have you ever had somebody, you said that things don't get violent usually. Have you had somebody get sketchy with you in any way?
6: Uh, one time a guy pulled out a huge knife.
0: Jeez. Oh, my
6: God. And started waving it around and saying, street, street, and cursing. Um, It's actually a really funny video. Uh, Yeah, he pulled out a knife and was trying to kind of intimidate me. For the record, there was no flinch on my end. I just (laughs) kind of stayed strong, and my cameraman made a great move and got in close and got a close-up of it. But he was flashing a really big knife. And people commented that it was actually illegal because the blade was like too big, and it was just basically brandishing a weapon. Um, that guy Wait, was can crazy. you brandish
7: a, a knife at somebody with a two-inch blade? Is that okay? Is that legal?
6: I think it's like I think pocket size. If it like I don't know what the rule exactly. I think it might be like four inches. But this thing was like a buck knife. It was like that, and then had like an engraving on it. Um, it was really. It's a good video. Um,
0: yeah, I will have to check this out.
6: That one Did, and then, were there,
0: but there were no charges or anything you never went after this guy
6: no 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 never at the end at the end of this that interview and actually most interviews people don't even realize that I'm not on their side per se like they just think we they had like kind of a tough interview where someone asked you know you know pressed him on some questions a lot of right. times people just shake my hand was like hey great meeting you this is great you know love what you're doing and they walk away which is uh, interesting so you um, can't get
7: too big or, or you'll get recognized you won't get any any material anymore.
6: Yeah, so I'm trying to, you know, plan ahead, and the protest culture has kind of died down a little bit, too. Now we have the big ones, which I'll always do, but I'm also trying to get into the next thing. I'm trying to pivot into my next thing, which is going to be more scripted comedy. So I've, okay. I've touch with a producer, and we've already shot a few sketches. It's a, Imagine Saturday Night Live, but for the right. It's going to be kind of entertaining and nice. fun. And then I'm also trying to make some uh, big protests happen. I'm trying to make... Like UFC politics combined in a way. So I tweeted <laughs> the other day, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I was wondering if Jimmy Kimmel would be interested in debating Ben Shapiro for charity for St. Jude's Children's Hospital.
0: Are you? Wait, wait. Are you the one behind this?
6: Yeah, I was. You're the guy that started that.
0: this. Wow. <laughs> is, is it, it gonna happen?
6: <laughs> is it gonna? Yeah. Happen? Um, I'm trying to make it happen. Everyone's on board except for Jimmy. We're waiting to hear back from Jimmy. Oh, um, yeah. We're gonna raise the money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, five hundred thousand dollars. I think you know a no-brainer it's an hour of his time i yeah. think him and ben are both intelligent guys and i think having them and you know engage in some civil dialogue would be beneficial and it could show the world that we're all able to come together and have a nice discussion What do
5: you think
0: well that how how, like? how how optimistic are you that this will actually happen because i well i definitely commend the effort i think this is awesome i if i were a betting man i wouldn't be putting money on jimmy showing up to do this but it's i invite true. him to prove me
6: wrong
7: He's yeah a formidable opponent ben shapiro jim jimmy i don't i don't know i don't know
6: uh, it's true but you know jimmy said so himself he's a smart guy that's why he does you know the job that he does on late night tv of course so, <laughs> i think it, i think it, you know it seems like a no-brainer an hour of jimmy's time he's a respectable guy from the left ben's a great guy from the right great representatives on both sides getting them together for a one-hour conversation all for charity It seems like a no-brainer, and it's got over thirty something thousand retweets. It's all over Instagram. Jimmy Kimmel's tagged photos on Instagram are all the Ben Shapiro thing. Wow, he's definitely seen it. So we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and run into him this weekend. He lives in LA as well. I'm gonna ask him, you know, what his thoughts are and where he's at with the whole debate thing. I think it could be great opportunity.
0: Has Jimmy actually addressed Ben? Because I know Ben has spoken. I mean, he's ripped Jimmy fairly on his show several times, but I don't really follow Jimmy. So, has Jimmy actually addressed him directly? Has that happened?
6: I don't think so. Mm. I don't know for sure, but I don't think he has. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know mm. if he has or not. But Ben retweeted it, and Daily Wire put an article out about it. So, some legs there. And then, if it does work, I think this could be a cool new series. I was thinking like the next one could be like Milo versus Jay-Z in a debate.
0: Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, man, God. you're thinking big. This is, this is LA thinking right now. This imagine, is entertainment like, yeah. promoter yeah. stuff. A pay-per-view,
6: yeah. like this is McGregor Mayweather. Exactly.
0: You know?
7: Yeah. So you've yeah, taken I mean, internet blood sports and like made a gold standard for it. I like it. Yeah. Who knows? Anything can happen. I just watched Tariq Nasheed debate Jared Taylor. So.
0: Right. <laughs> I haven't tuned into that yet, but that's incredible.
6: Yeah. It's a,
7: it's I, I can't believe it happened.
6: And he's an interesting possible, guy. Yeah. Every time I tweeted him, he tells me I'm a suspected white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, that's just <laughs> like oh, so his go-to. <laughs> I guess if someone suspects it, sometime. Right, it your trial
0: sense. is coming. Your your due <laughs> yeah. process is coming eventually.
6: Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't like directly say it either. He tries to like word it in a way where he covers himself. So he's always like, "Wouldn't it be true to say some might call you a suspected white supremacist?" <laughs> sure. Like,
7: sure. Like,
6: I guess maybe. He
1: just uh,
7: outright yeah. called me a white supremacist and blocked me.
0: Oh well, you got the you got the next tier treatment then.
7: I guess so. I did yeah. say, say something probably really obnoxious to him. I can't remember what it was.
0: I've never even got acknowledgement from Tariq, so oh, I got, yeah, I'm on your, the lowest, lowest rung.
7: lowest
6: tier. Lowest yeah, tier. Lowest yeah. Sometimes tier. he'll message me, um, or tweet at me something about me being white supremacist. and I'll just say, not tonight, Tariq. I don't feel like <laughs> doing. This. I, I don't feel like doing this tonight, man. I'm sorry.
0: So, um, have you has all your have your work thus far been in L. A. Are you planning to travel around to go to stuff, or have you already?
6: Um, so I've been to Berkeley. I've been to New York, um, mm. mostly LA, Laguna Beach, so kind of LA still. Uh, but I'm planning on traveling a lot this year. I'm going to be doing some college tours where I'm going to be, you know, doing a, you know, not a speech, maybe a speech or like a meeting with Republican clubs at big colleges, and then attend one of their protests, and then, you know, just try and touch in, uh, touch base with whatever um, conservative media outlets are in that city. So you, sur- you
0: survived but- Berkeley. You weren't even assaulted in Berkeley. is what? Yeah, I
6: was safe in Berkeley. I went what the it- second time, though.
0: Okay, so what event was that? Like, what, what time of year? I forget. That- There's so many that- of them that I forget Berkeley, which one yeah. is which. I
6: think that was August, and it was Milo's Free Speech Week.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
7: Was that the same instance where Ann Coulter was canceled at Berkeley, or was that a separate
6: event? Yeah, they were going to was-
0: both speak, yeah.
6: Yeah, that was that one. And basically the reason it was okay and there was no violence was because they enforced a no mask rule and then Antifa just basically didn't show up or do anything because...
7: What a surprise.
6: Yeah, well, no mask, no no (laughs) violence.
7: Yep.
0: I have another question. Have you ever changed anyone's mind? Like maybe you inspire people to rethink or maybe cast some doubt on their perspective. Have you ever outright changed somebody's mind? Because when you watch that happen, it's pretty sweet.
6: In the moment... I think there's been one where i was talking at um a milo speech at fullerton and i was talking to a communist he was wearing a mask and i asked why he was wearing a mask and he said he wants to be anonymous so there's no censorship of his voice or his views and then i was like well aren't you here to shut down milo's free speech and shut down the speech he was planning on giving and he kind of was like huh like i kind of got him with that like oh you're against censorship and you're, you know, changing your life and how you live because of that. But like, here you are, yeah. to Milo. It's so amazing was, he didn't have the self-awareness to figure that out before. <laughs> like as he's saying it, just like, and that's why I'm against censorship. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I will get a lot of comments and a lot of DMs from people that are like, "Hey, I used to be, I used to think I was a liberal just because I didn't follow politics, because I didn't know what was going on. Your yes. video made me realize, hey, maybe I'm not liberal either. And they realize they're more libertarian, which I think is, yeah. You know, the bigger picture, I think the battle right now is the left versus the right, but the war is a war over the moderates. Whoever's in the middle, whoever's like a classical liberal or just rational, a centrist, people that don't follow politics, those are the ones that we're going to have to kind of like hungry, hungry hippos against the left for in 2018. Yeah. Because, you know, these are the people who are like, all right, I follow politics now. This is so crazy. What's going on? And we have to kind of like get them up to speed and be like, all right, so you're not far right, you're not Antifa crazy left people like these people, you're more middle, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of aligns, I think, with the rebranding of the Republican Party, which is kind of like this younger, cooler, young conservative, socially liberal, you know, it's kind of just the rebrand that the right has done recently that the left Mm. refuses to do.
7: Yep, and that's how we get people on our side. We we become funnier. They have no sense of humor to the left. Nobody wants to be on a team that can't laugh at anything.
0: Yeah, too many sacred cows, man. I don't know yeah. what happened. They There was a time when they were cool and funny, I swear, but it's getting harder win. and harder. Tell like me 10 win. years ago, like Jon yeah. Stewart's prime, you know? And <laughs> Stephen Colbert was funny at one point.
2: Time
6: yeah, too. And they used to be the ones pushing the political correctness and trying to stop it. Or like yeah. you know, They were the ones that political correctness came out to stop, basically. And then everything just switched. I, I, we see it all across the board, too. Like, I saw Chuck Schumer videos where he's like, they're illegal. Don't call them, you know, don't give yeah. them a nice name. They're illegal immigrants. They're breaking the law. And then, I don't know, something happened. Something in the water in D.C. just changed his mind. <laughs> oh, I know. Was, right. Hillary
7: with her super predators comment. I mean, she used to be way more woke. And I've heard Bill Clinton say some stuff about uh, you know, illegal immigrants that's dis- somewhat disparaging that would be absolutely unacceptable by today's standards.
6: Yeah. And there's even moments where Obama like talks about a wall and like you know strict border enforcement. And then something just happened within the last 10 years where everyone just kind of softened up and started selling out the country. Yeah.
7: I mean, I think people started kind of blackmailing each other with using social currency, alienating them when they didn't uh, align their worldview. And that just kind of manifested itself. And then suddenly everybody looked around and they were self-censoring. Nobody was really saying anything at all.
6: Exactly, and that's a very powerful foundation they've built, and that's why, like, the dream the swamp thing goes across every industry, basically, and it's a long fight. It really is, but people like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, they want to get on TV and tell you, tell people how smart he is and how smart his audience is and make fun of it, right. It's like, all right, man, do you want to have a debate with Ben Shapiro?
7: Yeah, let's do this then, Jimmy <laughs> we'll Kimmel. We'll take
6: care of every step yeah. for you. All you have to do is show up for an hour, and we'll see how it goes, and, yep. you know, Things like that, I think, are going to help within the culture war. I,
0: agree. I got I got one more for you, which is, I, I'm some I'm fascinated by like observing protests and uh, watching all these spectacles from afar. Like I said, <laughs> but one of the things that's frustrating is I try to be a person who covers these things and makes sense of them and try to explain them accurately. We don't seem to get that from mainstream media sources at all, if they even go in and talk to people, which most of the time they don't. And then they cover events like Berkeley where there's significant damage, violence against people, and it's a mostly peaceful protest. A few agitators, but mostly (laughs) peaceful, when in fact it's a a terroristic event. Mm -hmm. Um, Why... Why do you think they don't do what you do? Why, why aren't there people from NBC, CNN, the Fox, Fox even, I don't see Fox sending people into these places really. Why, why aren't they?
6: It's interesting. It's kind of what we talked about before about how everyone's in a way being blackmailed by people with power, the networks, the corporate, you know, the corporate interests, and at a certain point, I feel like the narrative is so set that anything away from that would just draw negative attention to whatever the you know whoever the organization is whoever the reporter is so it's just easier to just nod your head and go along with it now and that's why i think my videos get a lot of views and get a lot of engagements because there isn't really someone just you know going in there and just brutally asking questions and I, actually trying to show a different point of view from what the event right. was because across the country i saw the news it was like oh, the Women's March, as if it's some great thing and, you know, everyone should be doing it, and if you don't like it, you're against women. And meanwhile, like, the real event is, like, Democrat women who are pro-abortion, who hate Trump. And at the end of the day, it's like, what percentage of women is that actually? So it's just the same thing they always do. They try to just hijack an idea and redefine it. Same with immigration. Now it's like, oh, if you're against illegal immigration, you're against immigration, and you're a white nationalist. wait, how did we get to that point? It's I mean, less than
7: 15% of women in America don't identify as feminists, um, and it's even less than that in England. So I I, I agree. Like, what po- what percentage of the population, of the female population, are they actually pandering to? Because it seems it's like it's just these cosmopolitan women that care about their abortions and having their careers, and that's pretty much it, and then the weak men that they bring there. So it's good yeah. to have somebody on the ground. We need to show people that the breadth of this movement is filled with dumbass butch women <laughs> and beta males.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, when I was at the event, I was trying to like sneak around, but people could kind of like smell it on me. I wasn't one of their men. Like, wow. what are <laughs> like you that really beard leads me to believe that, you... that you're
7: conservative. I yeah. had like
6: the, the pink hat, and they were just like, what's mm. this? Oh, fuck his tux. So they're like, okay, okay. <laughs> fuck his tux, okay. All right.
0: Well, that, that's a good spot to, uh, to end it. We really appreciate it. That's our guest, uh, Fleckus. You can find um, his platform links in the description. Check him out. So I've put your Twitter and your YouTube. Is there any other place that's a good place to send people?
6: At um, Fleckus on Instagram is a good one.
0: Okay. Uh, so, so, Instagram, hey. uh,
6: Twitter, YouTube, those are all good.
0: Hit him up on Instagram and pressure Jimmy Kimmel to show up for this debate. <laughs> Help out with the cause. Uh, and if you do check out Fleckus, uh, tell them we sent you. If you do, it's fantastic, uh, enjoyable, entertaining stuff, and I look forward to more. So, uh, Fleckus, I hope you keep uh, doing this because, like I said, nobody that I see in media is really doing a great job of exposing these foolish, incoherent protests for what they actually are. So, uh, from far, far away, really appreciate it and uh, and keep it up. Yep.
6: Well, thank you. I appreciate
0: yeah. it. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.
10: Bye. Okay.